ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 110 of the Whatever Show. Um, we have so much news for you tonight. We have new trailers. We have uh, new DC rumors. We've got all ca- our miscellaneous section. Actually, is kind of like the the meat of the show tonight, which is kind of a weird one. Um, we've also got a special guest. Um, say hello, special guest. Hi. Uh, that's that's of course Matt's daughter Emmy. Uh, she's joining us, I think, to browbeat me into watching shit, which is cool because I, I you know, Matt Matt doesn't browbeat me, and nor does my wife or Casey or anybody else. So that's fine. I, I think we need you know one or like seventeen more people to to tell me to watch it. I figure she's strong. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It could be. Um, yeah, I do. I do look for most of my like general life advice from like 13 year old girls so so then the other thing i was thinking too and i was thinking this today um we don't actually have anything in the boot stock holster category and i think we're gonna keep that way for a while so um i was thinking about this earlier 10 12 minutes at least we know at this point like until the guys in handcuffs being indicted like i don't even want to talk about it anymore i'm done Really? Yeah. See, I like, I like, I want to have that strength. I want to, I want to do that too. I want to say like I'm not going to do it. But then every single day, it's just like, oh, god, you know. I, I feel like I'm, a, I, like I'm punked or something. Like well, that. here's the thing. I, this, that's a reference. That's going to date me pretty, pretty well. Right. To me, yeah. uh, to me, this isn't even so much about like alienating members of the audience because I mean, really, if you're, if, oh, they're still, they're not listening anymore. You, you're done. Yeah. If yeah. You, you tuned out uh, sixty episodes ago or whatever. But, um, it's just. The show for me, like, should be a positive thing, and like, and starting out the show, like, commiserating about how terrible our president is. Yeah, I'm just done with it. I'm done with it. I wanna, I wanna be more. Uh, okay, well, no promises, but okay, proactive fair, fair, about being fair, positive. Yeah. So we don't have anything this week anyway. So um, unless Eddie decides to sneak something in while I'm getting a beer or something. But, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, so yeah, I, I, I mean, there's there's just a lot to go off of uh, Avengers: Infinity War trailer, Deadpool two, Jessica Jones. Um, we've got all kinds of Netflix news. Men in Black spinoffs we're going to talk about. That's some weird stuff. Should I delete Facebook? I thought I'd, I thought I'd briefly mention that on the show. And, and you know, I, I don't think um, we've, like, uh, um, waxed philosophic about Apple enough, so I do want to throw a little a little, a little uh, soup song of uh, uh, technology crap in there. So, I don't know, we'll get to it. Should I'm going to talk about Guns N' Roses at some point in the show, too. That we're going to hit all the bases then, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's do it. All right, so should we op- open the show up with, with uh, Emmy? Would you like to yell at me now? Okay, I like yelling at people. Okay, it, it makes sense, Matt's daughter and all. So, so uh, what, about a month ago now, I think? I don't know, something, something like that. A month ago, three weeks ago, um, Emmy and I started watching um, a show together. Now, I have seen most of the show. Like, I'm current up to, like, a couple episodes into this season, um, but... Emerald, uh, over the summer has kind of come into her own, uh, in terms of watching things that are based in, in pretty solidly in the horror genre. Mm. And, uh, starting with it over the summer, I took oh, her yeah, to see was, it. That was a good one. And then she also went to go see it again with her friends. And then ever since it's been out on, on home video, she's watched it, uh, like nightly. 19 times. Yeah. So for, for comparison, night. um, my daughter, I think snuck in at watching the trailer on YouTube and then had nightmares and had to sleep with us for like two days. <laughs> uh, so yeah, cool. You see, my I mean, friend, <clears throat> my friend watched clips and trailers and then spoiled everything for me so i knew everything that was going to happen when i went to see it the first time well i I, I think uh, geneva conventions allow for you to murder that friend with impunity yeah yeah i think that's actually not against any laws nope 
So, um, so we we decided um, that we would start watching Supernatural from the beginning. Which, considering we are currently in season thirteen, I knew it was going to be a daunting task. Um, especially since she doesn't get to watch it all that much when She'll she's at her mom's house. Her, you guys should finish around the time she graduates, I think, maybe. I think so. No, we've the actually, question will be college, grad school, or what? Uh, we've made pretty good progress, because we have certain days, uh, like Saturdays when I'm at work, and I'm, I I have dedicated to staying in the office and actually, like, you know, building shit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we throw it up on one of the monitors there and, and just watch it for, you know, eight hours while we're at work or whatnot. And cool. so we can, we can burn through some stuff then. Uh, so without spoiling it, uh, for the young man across the table, what uh, what do you like about the show? Well, obviously the demons. I mean, obviously. I mean, check on demons. Yes. <laughs> okay. No, it's, it's probably Dean Winchester. We didn't, we didn't say what character do you do you identify with most. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Dean Winchester. Wow. Yeah, yeah. She's a fan of Dean Winchester. Uh, Jensen Ackles, for those of you who are not in the know. Yeah, I, yeah. He's, that's he's, not the he's least cute, bit surprising. Guys. He's yeah. cute. Um. Is that I what was Ackles? That. What did he play in? Uh, he played it in Smallville. Didn't he, he was in Smallville season four. He was also, if you remember back to the Jessica Alba series, Dark Angel. He was in season two of that. I do remember that. Yep, I do remember that. As a, as an ex Manticore, as a young as a young man at that time, I discovered a lot of things when that show came out. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. Um, we could wax philosophical about that show for probably two more hours, but. Yeah, I, it's you know i wonder if it's good on rewatch i haven't watched it i think since it was actually like on i wonder if we go back and watch it if it's just like the the cringiest I've, cringe I've fest the complete series have, have you watched it I, I see that it's it's sitting on the shelf right behind us have you watched it in in like recent like let's say last five years no no okay no interesting I, I wonder how it holds up uh probably not as well as i i, I would hope i have these memories in my head and it's probably not not there you're like yeah yeah um what did hold up for me and actually what i'm liking better is supernatural than I did the first time through. So the first season, that was a hell of a segue. I'm impressed. I know the first season is still a little rough because it's, there's not a um, super defined story yet. And it's, it's kind of monster of the wiki episode. Yeah, episodic. It's really, it's really like all over the place. Yeah. That's, I think that's where I get stuck. I think I'm, I've, I've watched like nine or 10 episodes and, and it is very like monster of the week. And I'm just like, oh, I don't care. But, but once you get into season two, it's really like, Strictly storyline. I would say the last like four to five episodes of season one start to tie it in, yeah, it into really a neat little bow, and then is it a was it a thirteen episode season fourteen? No, it was 20? a twenty. 20 oh shit, Doug. That's episode. like a lot of episodes. It's... Season three is actually the shortest episode because that was Rider Strike year, it and so like it's only 16. a sixteen episode season. Um, okay, but uh, we we started watching season two a few, a couple weeks ago, and. What I thought was really cool about it was about midway through, like there started being episodes that I remembered really fondly and thought that they were much farther along in the run, and they weren't. They were oh, that's cool. They were super early. There were some really good episodes in season two. Yeah, some of the characters you meet in season two that stick around for a while are pretty awesome. Uh, season three, I don't think is disappointed at all, other than it is a shortened season because of a writer's strike. Um, even that being said. I will give credit to the CW on this. All of their shows ran at least 16, 15, 16 episodes during that writer's strike. And a lot of the major networks cut theirs back to like 13 episode orders and whatnot. So um, hmm. I, I don't know if that's hmm. because they start filming earlier or what the, what the circumstances Did, were around that. I mean, but. I think they all film in British Columbia. Do, yeah, are, the writers, are the writers can, Canadian? Does that count? Do, do they? Do I, they... Think, I think the writer's <clears throat> guild is the writer's guild. I don't know if they're. I know. I'm just messing around. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so what what else you got on Supernatural? Well, uh, I mean, there's demons and shit, so that's pretty cool. Demons and shit. So, it's, uh, yeah. Well, I'm on board. You know, <laughs> um, we haven't gotten into some of the more uh, biblical uh, messages yet of Supernatural. Not that they browbeat you with Bible things, but there's no, definitely no. There, there's a biblical tone to it after season season three that moving forward that's actually really yeah, fun there's I've actually seen, some of it in season three as well it's beginning to be really we're getting there i've seen some bits of that and it's not so much like i guess biblical in the sense that like god and satan become characters um i don't know about god i don't think he actually god doesn't appear in the show i can't remember about that if that's true I, or not. i'm not going to confirm or deny it at but this i know point. there's like a i know there's a satan character oh he's fun I, I know there's fucking crowley i, I know about crowley at least <laughs> Hello, boys. Yeah, um, uh, or uh, Badger, as I like to call him from uh, from uh, from Firefly. Firefly, yep. of course. Um, yeah, I don't, man. I, 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 this is one of those like, I, my backlog of like things that I want to eventually get to is is just ever increasing. Um, uh, I'll so, try to bump this. So up a here's notches. here's some fun that I'm gonna that I'm gonna throw at you that I think will entice you. Number one, there's a major character introduced in season three named Ruby. Okay. Who during that season is portrayed by none other than Miss Laurel Lance, Katie Cassidy. Interesting. Right? And there's also a recurring character throughout season three. Uh yeah, what is her name? Uh the thief. Oh. Uh Bella. Bella. So there's a there's a thief character named Bella that is kind of a a thorn uh to the boys, and she is played by uh Miss Maggie Green. Every kid's a thorn to Sam. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Starting to sound like he got a party for me. Like, get a cleric in there. Maybe yeah. a tank to do some da- uh, take, uh, you know, damage sponge. Yeah. Got a, got I, a I whole, think that's Sam. Got a, got a party. Yeah. Sam's pretty weak. He's big and takes a lot of abuse. Yeah. Is Sam, Sam really? again, is he the short hair boy or the long hair boy? He's the long hair boy. Yeah. He's the one that I think dies like uh, 11 times or something by the end of the series. Because I've, I've mm-hmm. seen him die like twice at we're, least. And we're I, up I, to again, one now, I think. You only two, right? live once unless you're Sam Winchester. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So that's Emmy uh, browbeating Eddie into watching Supernatural, which is really just me talking about it because Emmy mm. doesn't talk a ton. I talk. Well, you do. I think you really just were trying to figure out how to sneak in a swear word. I've been no. <laughs> I've been talking more this time than I did last time I was on. I know. I'm gonna need you to start having prepared statements though. Or notes. Notes. Notes would do wonders for you. Like it's just just sit down and she'll be like, I like supernatural because it is a good show. <laughs> I can read well, okay, without- I was gonna say she's not retarded. <laughs> like it's not what I did over summer vacation, yeah. right? Uh speaking of which, did you see the Kate McKinnon? Uh, impression impression of uh, uh, Betsy DeVos on schools. Oh yes, I did. It is it is so funny. I, I, my favorite part is why do you think people are so up in arms about what you have to say? And she was like, um, because I'm not very good at my job. <laughs> and we're like, uh, it's a little on the nose, but yes, yeah. correct, yeah. correct. Yeah, Ding. like it's it's really funny when the Saturday Night Live cast just doesn't even have to try. Yes. No, no, I mean, I, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, again, we're not going to go too down, far down this rabbit hole, but I, I kind of feel like the, it's like Saturday Night Live has just been pitched like softball after softball. No, like, yeah. they're just teeing, teeing it up for him. Like, the, 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 it writes itself practically. Like, right now, they're just kind of like holding the bat out. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It, it's almost, 
uh, you know, and it's funny that they don't do just more direct sort of quotes, like uh, a la Tina Fey playing Sarah Palin, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, where she just literally said the exact same thing Sarah Palin did, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did not see that, though. No, it's good stuff. So, all right. Are you sticking around a bit, or are you going to watch a movie? I'm sticking around. Okay. Should we, should we, we might as well, I mean, we did just watch Avengers, uh, the the Infinity War trailer. Should we get to that? Yeah. What do you say? Let's hit, let's do it. Okay. Yeah. So Avengers Infinity War, um, the final trailer came out uh, ahead of its April 27th release. Yes. I think it's like 27th now that we moved it up. We're, we're just, Pra- just, praise be to Feige. Um, just a little over a month away. Yes. Um, and oh my God, it is so good. It is so good. Uh, I don't, it is, it is almost like Star Wars levels. Uh, yeah, it, it is. It, it right now it is sitting kind of at like Star Wars level for me. Like it, I think this might be the thing I'm most excited for seeing. Like second only maybe to the Force Awakens. Like uh, in terms of like movies uh, that I've been happy or or looking forward to for the last like five years. And the trailer is uh, magical. Like uh, just nothing short of uh, uh, fantastic. It doesn't give a terrible uh, amount of stuff away in no, the I, plot. No, I I feel like maybe we gave more away in the first trailer, and then this one they really dialed back. It's a piece of art. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. It is a piece bit. of art. Um, I'm a super, super huge fan of some of the interactions that you see on screen. Uh, Peter Parker and Doctor Strange, um, which is actually kind of the stinger to that trailer, because trailers yeah. apparently have stingers now. I guess they do. Um, and uh, and then also um, Star-Lord uh, versus Iron Man is oh, uh, yeah. is pretty epic. I. I, I think that's the greatest a good plan, except for it's terrible. And yeah. we, I should just do the plans. I, you know, what's really funny is I, I think when they approached him to play Star Lord, they're just like, no, no, you're just still going to be the same dude from Parks and Rec. You're yeah. just going to get in shape to do it. So, uh, yeah, we need you to be not fat Andy. Yeah. And uh, we're going to give you a cool mask. And he was like, OK, sign me up. Yeah, you know, deal. Uh, yeah, I'm on board. Um, so. Man, uh, I, I'm just really excited for this movie. There's every every shot in this thing is like, oh, that was cool. That was so awesome. Oh, I want to see that. That was hilarious. Oh, that looks scary. Uh, uh, just just speaking from pure imagery, uh, my favorite scene has got to be the end when Thanos is is trying to crush Cap and Cap is not letting him. Oh my god, right? that is so rad. Uh, especially because you know, uh, and it's it's sort of a testament to Cap because, th- uh, and I I can only assume like in the next second, uh, uh, you know, the frame that comes immediately after that one, Cap just gets tossed like a rag doll. Um, because yeah, Thanos is like an all powerful being, you know, he's and, near godlike. Yeah, and and power level equivalent, especially when it comes to brute strength uh, compared to Cap, is like nothing. Like I think actually Spider Man in canon is is much stronger than Cap. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I'm pretty sure because I think I think Spidey can like deadlift a car. Like, yeah, proportionate strength of a spider. You know. The, yeah. All that. So like, um, but it is a testament to Steve Rogers as a character because you know he's not going to back down. Yeah. It, it also okay. So I guess that's a good segue here. Who do you think dies? We know we're getting some deaths in this movie. Um. So there's been a lot of reports lately of um Hemsworth talking about maybe taking a hiatus from acting for altogether for. A, a long time he, he he said he might even retire uh so you know there's that um i we also know that downey jr's contract is coming to an end as well as evans's um 
See, that's I, I think the old guard is sort of like a, a solid guess either way around because I could see uh, Robert Downey Jr. I could see Chris Evans. Chris Evans is not- notably said several times he wants to go direct. Uh, yeah, he's going to do a lot of behind the cameras uh, stuff. I think Hemsworth. Which- Hemsworth has said uh, many times uh, thematically. Okay, if we if we remove all of the like who who um who would be the most uh, uh, likely you know let let's go back in kayfabe for a second. Who do you think is the most likely to die? Uh, that makes most impactful for uh, story-wise? It's got to be either Cap or Tony. That's what I'm saying to you. I mean, Cap probably is the most logical choice just because he's the the, the one that brings everybody together. Tony Stark um, can finance things and he can plan things in, unless you're Star-Lord and you don't like his plans. But uh, <laughs> but for the most part, the guy who's the heart of the team is, is Cap. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that um, for many reasons, uh, that's going to be what happens. I, th- I think it's very likely Cap doesn't make it out of this movie. I don't necessarily think, I mean, it's comic book, it's comic books. So I don't necessarily think that's death, death. I think it's comic book death. But even for, for these movies, that's a big deal. Like they don't go killing characters willy nilly. Well, and here's the thing. My, my impression has always been that the, because originally Avengers 4 was actually Infinity War Part 2. And then, and then when the Russos took over, uh, they said no. Yeah. No, Infinity War is one thing. Avengers 4 is going to be uh, something new. And I'm wondering if that something new is an entirely new Avengers team or a mostly new Avengers I team. Think, I think if they kill Cap, it's going to be like the sappiest death scene in history. Yes. Oh, uh, it's a little be, bit. Like Really? It's going to hit everybody hard. We'll I, cry. I think, I think <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm already kind of missing. Looking forward to seeing bit. that. Um, yeah. Um, now, Emmy... It has not read nearly as many comic books um, as Eddie or myself, uh, so I'm going to catch her up a little bit comic book-wise. Um, immediately following the Civil War storyline in the comic books, uh, Captain America was actually shot and killed. Uh, and then Bucky uh, took over as Cap. Mm-hmm. And they're really... Which isn't the first time that somebody else has taken on the mantle of Cap. Because uh, no. Sam Wilson, uh, the Falcon... Well, he did it after Bucky. Oh, he did? Yeah, it was after really? Bucky. Really? Has it been yeah. that recently? Mm-hmm. Shit, dog. I, was, I thought that I, I would could swear that, that was that's the beginning been, of the Marvel Now been some phase old stuff. Yeah, uh, but uh, um, I guess where I'm going with it is is they really have been trying to establish the Bucky character as as somebody who's interesting as well and doing a good job. Don't don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I I love uh, um, what Sebastian Stan. Yeah, uh, as as Bucky, and I think I he even uh, I saw a, a, some clips of him like introducing uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, to a theater and stuff like that, and and he basically was like, "Hey, who's who wants to see me in the Captain America uniform?" <laughs> so, uh, I think that's probably coming at some point. I think it is too. Okay, so follow up question: uh, Do you think that we get Chris Evans back as Steve Rogers at some point? Yes, in a non flashback manner. Yes, I, I want to say, I want to say yes. I want to say storyline wise that you know comic book wise. Uh, so Cap Cap has died and returned. I think several times in in comic book land. Um. Or at least stepped away from being Captain America without yeah. dying. He's even done that. Nomad. So. Yeah. yeah. Real world, though, I, I don't know if Chris Evans comes back. So what do you think? In that case, do you think that they just recast the character? I mean, it's not unprecedented. They've recast a major character before, uh, and most notably with uh, the Hulk. Uh, um, you know, I, obviously, Ed, Ed Norton's not in this I movie. I don't think you do that. Uh, I don't think you do that. And I think what you do... Cause, so... Disney number one doesn't really like to have guys working that aren't under contract. Oh yeah, you know necessarily, but I think if there's two guys that can probably get away with it after this initial phase three stuff, it's gonna be 
RDJ and Chris Evans. And the reason why is like because I think I think Chris Evans can probably just play it up as look, if you write it and it makes sense, then I'll come do it as a one off. See, he seems like one of the and more reluctant people to return. Um, like I could see like Downey Jr. I think I could see coming back just purely because he's just that kind of dude. Like he seems like the type of dude that would, you know, totally uh, play Tony Stark to make some kids day while he's in line at, you know, well, Starbucks he's, he's or something done it like before, that. You know, yeah, but, yeah. but Evans, though, I think is a lot more introverted and, and just he's kind of like he's, I've read I've read a, a few different things about him that has kind of a real life like, cap. Yeah, in that, well, also in, in that, that he's, he's not really desirous of the spotlight, which obviously doesn't make, I mean, a whole lot of sense because he's a huge figure and he didn't, you know, go into acting to, uh, um, um, you know, not be famous, but you can have a passion for something and, and not necessarily desire the outcome. But you know here's I mean? the thing for me. I think that it's likely we'll see him back. Okay. First off, we're already taking for granted that he, he's died. Uh, um, which we don't know, which we don't know, but, but we do know his contracts over after, uh, Avengers four. But assuming that's the case at this point, I think I think Disney and Marvel would just be like, um, so what kind of truckload of money do you want? I mean, we've got a small passenger van out back. If that's not enough trouble, I mean, we can get a U-Haul over here really quick. You know, 19-footer, yeah. just stack that full of money. Just back it right up to your house. You, you good? You if, good? If everybody plays nicely, I think Chris Evans can go do his productions and, and it, make his uh, directorial ventures and do whatever so here's the thing like i i mean i think it's if if they do kill cap i think it's three to five years before we see him back a lot of people a lot of people do this where they 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 have a major part to the the, that they're playing in something and then they go off and they do something else um you know smaller budget stuff stuff that maybe doesn't do as well and then you know when they need that big nut again they come back and you know reprise that character for a one-off and then go back to doing what they're going to do. I mean, there's a lot of precedent for this already. Affleck used to do it all the time with Kevin Smith's shit. Like, he would go off and make his big budget flicks, you know, to make his money, and then he'd come back and do the Come fun back thing. and do Jersey Girl and shit, you know? Yeah, so, so I wonder about this, because, uh, you know, like, the other... In a lot of ways, Evans kind of reminds me of Harrison Ford, in that... Uh, um, well, I mean, no. not, not, not necessarily that way, uh, but in that, like, um, Harrison is one of the more, you know, distant Star Wars, you know, like... Uh, of the the main cast, um, Harrison's probably the one that is least likely to like want to have reprise his role. I don't. I see. I don't get that impression from him. I've seen him do interviews, and I've seen him like do shit with kids and whatnot. Like that makes me think that he really is proud of what he's doing. But I don't. I don't necessarily. It. I think I, he's happy with doing it, but I don't think he wants it to define him, and that's fine. It, I, I, th- I, I think there's an aspect of that, and I think there's also an aspect of like. Um, Compared to some of the other stuff he's done, especially after he did Star Wars, it, it feels like you're punching down a little bit. Like, for him, probably. I mean, like, Harrison's actually, like, a legit good actor. Um, and Evans, I, I presume, I, I can't think of many things I've seen him in outside of, like, it would be interesting to see him tr- do, like, an indie art house film and see how he does in something like that. Uh, you know, that, that's not necessarily a super high budget, you know, he's the hero type of character. I mean, you watched Push, right? Well, I mean, but yeah, same basic, you know, he's a, he's a different kind of superhero. He was a different character. Like, I think, I I think that was was. different. He he is an actor. I I mean, even, even his portrayal of Johnny Storm in the, in those dog shit Fantastic Four movies, he was still like a much different character. Well, I know, but I'm saying like, can you do like a serious non Like a non superhero genre movie. Yeah. Yeah. Or or just do like a, a drama type of film, you know? I think he obviously he could do comedy well if you've ever seen not another teen movie. 
Um, yes, I have seen not another team movie. In fact, I used to own the unrated version on DVD. That blew my fucking mind when I looked that up on IMDb and, and saw that that was in Evans's bio. Um, by the way, yeah, he was the main character. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, there's not a lot I can say about a trailer that that's uh, two minutes long. I, I think we've already spent like twenty minutes I, talking about a, a ton that we could say about a trailer. Well, that's... what else you got? Give it oh to me. no, I, I don't have a ton yeah. right now, but there's a lot we could say. Um, so Emerald, favorite part of that trailer? Definitely the Spider-Man Doctor Strange interaction. That was pretty funny. That was funny. You. One of the reasons I think it was the most funny is because like Peter Parker just totally doesn't get that his name really is Doctor Strange. <laughs> like, it, well, it's it's another thing that I really like about this uh, generation of uh, Peter Parker is that it is entire like it it feels so very much like Peter Parker to me. Like it is exactly that awkward nerdy kid. Yeah. Like it's not that he doesn't. It, it, it's not that he doesn't get it. It's that he's he's like he's too awkward to get it. Like it could he couldn't get it because that's not who Peter Parker is. Like I just picture like Garfield in that sort of situation and. He He'd, he'd just be too cool for school. Uh, um, so, yeah. Um, I'm excited for that. Uh, more Spider-Man is a good thing. Especially this Spider-Man. Like, I, I really cannot wait for whatever uh, the next Spider-Man movie is. Hey. And and by the way, Chris Evans played Lucas Lee in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Thank you very much. Oh, I know, dude. Which, Not by a the superhero. Way, I mean, even though it is a comic book property. I mean, he kind of was, though. He, he, also, he also was uh, Jensen in The Losers, which is also dc property so yep he's um done a lot of shit that's based on comic books he has he's, he's casey he's, jones in the uh in the uh cgi tmnt 2007 movie really yeah weird again comic book property that was that was like pre um that was pre avengers and shit uh yeah that was 07 so i mean iron man wasn't 08 i think uh, yeah. captain america was at 2010 or 2011 I want to see. 11. Yeah, 11. Because I think two years later you get Avengers at 2013, right? Yeah. yeah he did play the Harvard hottie in the Nanny Diaries. Well, I mean, and now I, I, I feel bad now for questioning uh, his acting chops. I I think that's fair. I think you should. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. Um, On to Deadpool. Shall we? I'm all out of love. It's I'm been so stuck in my head you. this entire time. Uh, so spoilers for the Deadpool trailer. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to do spoilers for a trailer. Um, they they sing that song and it's really funny and it's stuck in my head now. Can you really do a spoiler in a trailer? I don't know. I mean, it's I, a trailer, right? I, I, I guess you somebody could choose not to watch it. If they're sitting at home going like, I haven't seen the trailer yet, you ruined the movie for me. Uh, just go fuck yourself. Pretty much. Um, or just go watch the trailer. I mean, it's not that big deal. You can pause right now. We haven't spoiled anything unless you were really like that. That song reveal for you was like going to change everything. I, I think one of the things that I like about Deadpool these days is their just unabashed use of uh, bad language in trailers now. Like they don't even red band it anymore. They're just like, yeah, this is a trailer. Yeah, it is. I that that is an interesting note. I was like, oh, this must be the red band trailer, and I was like, nope, there's no, there's no, there's no band, there's no band. It's just this it's is just, the official is the trailer, trailer, and this is what he it says is. fuck a lot, uh, and it makes entirely perfect sense. Yeah. Like if you didn't know that you were getting this with Deadpool, like I, I just I feel bad because there's some lady that was watching at home and she's just like, oh, movie trailers, what's this Deadpool thing? Oh, it looks like, like Spider Man through YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Yeah. And then Deadpool gets shot in the hand, uh, uses the hole in his hand to twist a gun around and shoot a guy. Solid yeah. move. Solid yeah. move. I'm just saying. Um, Emmy actually has not seen the first Deadpool movie. Um, I think we're going to change that relatively soon. I might have to rewatch it again. I, I've rewatched it several times already, but it, it is a solid film. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Emerald, Deadpool 2. Favorite moments. Go. Uh, uh, 
I don't know. It was... She laughed pretty hysterically through the whole thing. It, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it's also kind of not fair because she's not seen the first one. So no. I think that's our homework is um, you got to watch that with her. Yeah. Um, I Honestly, so we get Cable. We knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, for he, a second, I was like, wait, he, uh, yeah, you've gotten Cable for a long time. He decides to form X-Force. Yeah, which is also kind of funny. Um, what else? Uh, I don't know. We get we well. This is another you know just sort of fantastic trailer. We get cable. We get uh, uh, X cookies and Professor X's wheelchair. We get not a lot of um, spoilery things uh, and caress Colossus's butt ever so gently. <laughs> yeah, and lots and lots of bad language and funny jokes. Um, and fourth wall breaks. We got fourth wall breaks inside of a trailer. Uh, Negasonic teenage warhead is actually starting to look kind of like a chick. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody definitely. So, I mean, that's... I, I think she's probably going to be all emo about it still. That's cool. Like, I, I like the character. Like, like I'm not, I'm well, not trying I, to be all misogynistic about it either. No, no, like, no, no, it's no, just... I'm, I'm just saying, like, Deadpool's probably going to mention that up. Whoa, you look like a girl now. Yeah. And she's going to be like, oh, fuck you, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something, you know? yeah. Um, uh, which would be fine. It's in, it's it's uh, it's up her alley. It's it's on brand for her, really. Yeah. Um. So this movie actually drops we on my birthday. We get the kid that I know nothing about. Um, yeah, we, I, we, I actually like. I was looking over at Matt. Like, uh, who the who the fuck's kid? Because like, I figure, I figure, uh, fingered, I fingered the kid. Now that's not something you I, can say. I really hope that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, no, that did not happen. Nobody on the NSA just cut that part out. I was just kidding. Um, I misspoke. Uh, so no, I figured the kid was like something in in the comic lore that I just wasn't familiar with because I, I must confess I don't think I've ever directly read any of the Deadpool titles. Um, maybe one or two here and there. Most of my interactions with Deadpool have been through other properties um at least comic book wise um so i was like well matt must know who the kid is or you know he's like some x-men i'm thinking you know like uh sinister's kid or some shit like that something you know that i probably should have known for a million years and i didn't and i was like who's the kid matt and he's like man i don't his character name's not even in his imdb bio so which makes sense because i think we're gonna find out he is somebody like wicked uh also uh in the imdb page listed under the cast emmy will be pleasantly surprised to know that bill skarsgård is in this movie (laughs) Um, the name is ridiculously familiar. Famously but... known as Pennywise the Dancing Clown. Oh, okay, that's yeah, why. Was... Yeah. So, uh... I hope, I don't think he's going to play the clown in the movie, though. He no. might, though. I mean, because, you'd, you know, be surprised. Breaks, yeah. you'd be surprised. We got Terry <laughs> Crews in this movie? Man. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, there, there's a lot of, um, on Reddit, um, Reddit has a huge, uh, Terry Crews presence. Um, it, it's, uh, reddit.com slash r slash Crews crew, um, of course thinking outside of the box with that one uh and they were like it blew up the front page like the deadpool trailer came out and it was pretty high on the top and then like a cruise crew at the top with uh terry's there yay yeah so uh eddie and i talked a little bit about the fact that josh brolin of course who plays uh thanos and infinity war uh is also playing cable in deadpool and we decided that if ryan reynolds does not make some kind of reference to infinity stones or rocks or something it can't happen it not not happen and and you know this is going to happen because fox is going to figure out some way to do it um and for those of you listening at home that think well fox is owned by disney now so it shouldn't matter fox is technically not owned by disney now because the regulators have not approved any sales so everything is operating under fox is fox and disney is disney so yeah that said uh, number one, I don't think that they could get like I don't. I, I'm trying to think of a way that Disney could sue 
if if it turns out that 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 was a like in bad faith and i i can't like especially because they're not going to be over like i don't think deadpool well you know never mind i don't know that that's not going to be the case deadpool could look right at the camera and be like this guy's fucking thanos five minutes ago and now he's and now he's cable <laughs> yeah whatever yeah. uh or some stupid thing like that like um or like uh, uh but i think it'll be more along the lines of uh, like in deadpool one where he's like wow uh this is the x-mansion huh and there's only two of you here huh i must not have had the budget huh yeah or something along those lines um, yeah. well and the, the helicarriers too um from the first deadpool movie were actually something that fox and disney had to negotiate about because they are supposed to be the helicarrier one of the helicarriers that went down in one of the captain america movies i believe and, oh uh, word uh in in winter soldier I would in winter soldier and they just couldn't make reference to it but they could have the helicarrier there so so you know see this is another thing like I, as much as i don't like seeing disney uh just conglomerate into one gigantic like fairly soon there's going to be like no property that disney doesn't own the the only thing the only battle you have to fight once once the Fox buyout is complete is which Quicksilver do you use? <laughs> well, I mean, one's dead. So there's that. Uh, or is he? I, yeah, I think he's pretty dead. He's a comic book character though. That's a good like, point. I've, I've, I've almost expected him to come back a few times now at this point. Like, you know, I, I, I think, I think probably because of the kerfuffle with Quicksilver. And I think because honestly, I think, I think, uh, Fox's Quicksilver got over with fans more than, than he, the other. He is pretty over. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's, probably why they killed him because they're like well we can't really do this ambiguity for another three movies or something like that so let's just it, you know it's not that great of a character whatever yeah uh not that it wasn't a great of a character but definitely when you compare the two like the other one was way more fun so yeah so all right i don't think there's much more we can cover on the trailer no i don't think so either okay ems is there anything else you need to cover before you head on out to join the rest of the family i'm probably just gonna go to my room and be antisocial i mean that's fair just <laughs> right at home in this podcast i think i went she's to just... I, I went to a six-year-old's birthday party i had way too much social interaction today she's she's like a month away from being 14 so antisocial you, is like you kind of have to dole it out like i i'm i'm a month away from being 35 like, or something like that no it's not true but i'm like 34 so i got i got a good 20 years on the kid I'm, and i don't have any argument here i'm like, positive there's a to-do list on her wall right now and like number two is antisocial so number two Ugh, people. Yeah, pretty much. Ew, yeah. people. Yeah. Yep. Number one, oof. oof. Yeah. Number two, antisocial. That's how it goes. So <laughs> you got a busy day planned, is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, I am. Oh, you know what? Let's get meta for a minute, shall we? Uh, so I got pretty real on the last episode. We talked a little bit about how um I youth. Yeah. Um, I, I I I was hoping I was uh, gonna gonna get to meet a long lost daughter that I've never met. And uh, things have progressed on that uh, on that front, and we are actually, as we sit down to record this podcast, going to do that tomorrow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, Emmy, I'm you excited got any for thoughts? Thoughts? This is the part you talk. Uh, I, it's not really coming through on the podcast, but her face is kind of stuck uh, in a smiley position. Yeah, this is this is a podcast, not a YouTube uh, uh, deal. So. Uh, Okay, well, we'll reset her, and we'll be back with you guys in a couple of minutes. All right. All right, more in the Marvel section this week. Um, we watched uh, Jessica Jones. I think we both finished the season. Matt got to it way sooner than I did. What he means is I watched it at a normal human pace, and he was like, ooh, I, I, I got kids like at home, and I got a little work. morsel. 
and watched it five minutes a time over the period of three months. No, um, I did, I, I you know, no, there, there was basically just skip days. Like, I probably would have finished it about the same time. It's just I couldn't watch an episode every day. Um, because, yeah, there were occasions where, like, I had to act, do, go to the work place. Uh, and things like that. Um, but yeah, we finished it. We finished it last week. Uh, so I, I guess let's open it up. What'd you What'd you think? Um, I think, and this is gonna rub a lot of people the wrong way, but I think I put it in my top three. It's, it's at least top five. Top three, like TV shows of all time, or top three Netflix, Marvel, Marvel. Okay. Netflix, Marvel. So yeah, no, no, no. Okay, so I, I assume we're ranking seasons then. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll give you so, that. One. Uh, it's it's up there to me with uh, the Punisher and Daredevil season two. Okay, and again, super solid. I I think I can't remember. I'm gonna have to go rewatch season two of Daredevil, but I think I might actually put uh, season one up higher. I liked season two better. It was, I mean, a lot of people didn't care for the way it was bisected because it was kind of like uh, the first half was Punisher, the second half was uh, Elektra. But yeah, um, I super duper enjoyed uh, season two, whereas season one. I'm a sucker for costumes. In season one, we didn't get the costume until almost the end of the season, even yep. though there was some amazing uh, fight choreography. Charlie Cox knocked it out of the fucking He park. gave us the hallway scene. I think he gave us the... Um, it's probably not the first the hallway, hallway scene that's yeah. ever been, but like definitely that has set a bar but, for TV but choreography. Then, but me. then season two doubled down on that with the uh, prison fight with Punisher. So like, There was in the hallway scene and, in that one. And, and the stairwell hallway scene. Yeah. <laughs> with um, fucking chainsaws and shit or something. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, Daredevil has definitely with the best fight choreography. Uh going on TV, I think, or or you know, I can probably think of a different one that's all as as good, but it's not coming to mind right now. Um anyway, so Jessica Jones season two. Um so I actually this seems to be actually a little bit of a controversial opinion. Again, I, I frequent I, I hopped over to the Reddit uh um uh, Jessica Jones subreddit mm-hmm. and they were slagging all over season two, which uh was a little weird because I actually I think Outside of the fact that there was much less Purple Man, I, uh, spoilers, I I really fucking dug uh, season two. I liked you, it a lot. Are you positive that the Jessica Jones subreddit isn't actually run by uh, all the fucking neckbeards from 4chan? I mean, there were, okay, so uh, there there are some elements of this that make me think that, like, I, maybe you guys just don't understand the show because, like, one aspect of things was that people were pissed off that Trish was being a douchebag the whole season. And I was like, guys, yeah. And it's good that you're pissed off because that's how they wrote her. Like that was right. the intention. Right. You're She's supposed to be supposed to make you angry. You are supposed to be angry at this character because she was a fucking idiot the whole season. She fucking tried to get the the goddamn recovering addict to to do drugs with her. Yeah, it wasn't a straight up. It, like, like it wasn't like she's just bad writing being a terrible character. It was like she was written to be a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. uh, um, you know, th- this wasn't like a uh, uh, um, uh, Daredo- or Iron Fist sort of like just ham fisted writing that sucks. Um, this was like no that that was the intention of the character. You were supposed to maybe empathize a little bit, but also kind of hate her. Yeah, we didn't actually know as much about Trisha's past from the first season until we got into the season, and and but, so to me. This season's bread and butter is is that we did get a lot of backstory on both Jessica and Trish, uh, which I super enjoyed. I mean, we got a little bit of backstory as pertaining to uh, Kilgrave in season one, but then like we actually learned Jessica's whole backstory up you know, to the Kilgrave stuff you in know, season two. One thing that I think is a dig or, or or a plus, depending on how you look at it, who was this season's antagonist? Yeah, right. Right. Uh, um, 
so they would have you believe at the end that it was it was well I, okay so preface this this is spoiler territory now guys um, for sure uh would be jessica's mom uh y- you'd think so like she was kind of a hapless victim uh the doctor who jessica was like all gung-ho about taking out like he's the one that fucked her up but also at the same time like he legitimately wasn't doing this to be like an evil mastermind like he was he was trying to help people see like it's almost like the whole show almost feels to me like a little bit like watching a show about addiction um right. and, and, and it like, was I, I think it was in that um so you got jessica who's got her various uh problems you got trish who has obviously got uh definitely an addict mindset like she keeps chasing the highs especially with the 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 um the inhaler uh um you've got uh jessica's mom who's got her share of addiction issues most notably to rage anger and you know murder and murdering people oh there i go killing again um and then you've got uh uh fucking what's his face the doctor whose addiction is basically like he has to continue he has to go through with his like science project until he perfects his the technology he's a lot like tony stark working on something like he can't not he can't not build ultron yeah he cannot build ultron because he's got to he's got to see what happens uh and so there there was that kind of thematically running through the show so you end up with a lot of different antagonists and the antagonists i think um you know the, the main one probably ends up being jessica's mom um but even by the end of that like two or three episodes before the end no really quite honestly the whole time i was pretty sympathetic sympathetic to jessica's mom which I mean, I think that's the way it was written. So I yeah. think, you know, that's that's what we were supposed to feel. But yeah, there is no bad guy. And again, I can't reiterate this as much. But I mean, there, there's not it's not so much that there's no bad guy. There are people doing bad. Well, no, that that is it. There is no bad guy. There's just lots of people doing bad things. Um, But people you like. And, in and the and the and the brief glimpse of Kilgrave that we got was inspired i would say Dude, I, I it really, was fucking amazing I really I, that. episode 11 i think was probably my favorite episode of the entire season just because um you get this like disembodied well he's not disembodied he's like literally walking next to her but he's he's obviously dead yeah but jessica's fractured at this point anyway and uh uh and he's just taunting her the entire time but what he's saying isn't necessarily untrue either like that's some of the the best dialogue there is in the show I, I i do like it because on the one hand it is very it is very much Kilgrave. like it feels very much like that character but on the other hand you both in- intelligently uh um you, like you as the viewer uh understand this is jessica talking to herself um but also like with that little bit of truth um yeah you know like uh so um just saying it in the worst way possible yeah uh Man, uh, this this season has a lot of good stuff. Uh, so every episode is directed by a woman. That that was something that I think we we talked about once on the show way back when. But then when the show actually dropped, I I fucking totally didn't even pay attention to it until after I watched it. That's interesting. Um, so that's a big step forward. Now that being said, there's been a lot of negative press on how they handled minorities this season. And uh, here's here's what the well, real why? here. Okay, so this is this is the thing. They didn't like the way they handled uh, the black woman because she was, uh, she was against powered people, right? And they didn't like the way they handled uh, the new super in the building because he was also prejudiced against powered people, and he had a a criminal background. Um, there's all these weird instances that they picked out that they didn't, that that they said they didn't handle these people right. 
But I will challenge them and say this. What they did is they took minorities and they put them in a story and they treated them like actual people. Yeah, that have the say, same like, that have the same failings as some of us really average white guys. So, uh, oh man, the, 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 okay. So <laughs> the most stereotypical thing was probably the super who makes passports and fake sure. papers. Um, but on the other hand, that wasn't like that far of a you know like I, I don't know. Maybe maybe this is like I didn't feel like they were maybe, being... maybe what I'm saying is problematic. But uh, I I didn't feel like it was like uh, you know an insane thought. Uh, Plus, especially also, because he wasn't a one-dimensional character. Like no, that wasn't his no, only they took thing. His, they like, took his character, who was really outwardly angry at Jessica for the first like four or five episodes, and then, like, and then all of a sudden you got this major shift because he realizes that maybe his preconceptions about her were wrong, and that maybe having her around isn't such a big deal. Plus, you know, she saved his kid's life and whatnot. Uh, so I. I don't, I don't even, so if, if the complaint is like they're up in arms because the minorities are, uh, against Jessica, like, then your argument is basically like, well, if you want to have a character that's against, uh, powered people, you should have them be white. Um, which, like, I don't, I don't know how that even makes sense. Like, I'm having trouble just so, struggling to connect the number dots. Number one, on you're one. never going to escape the fact that the, that the, the, the main character is a pasty white chick. Cause that's Jessica Jones. That's who the character is. As soon as Marvel decided, hey, we're going to make this series. That's the decision. I mean, they, you know? they, it is possible so, they could have changed her to a different kind of like. Sure, they but, could have changed her race or something like that. But I don't know what that sense that would make. So. No, I don't think it would make a ton of sense at all. And I honestly, to me, I'll even disagree with you on this. I don't think the most stereotypical example was the super. I think it was actually the Muslim pawn shop owner from about two thirds into the season. Yeah. Okay, I give you that. So there's that. Um, but then there's the other pawn shop owner that Hogarth had to go talk to, which was played by a clearly trans individual, and no attention was drawn to that at all. They were just portrayed as a person who owned a business. That Actually, dealt with I will give you a little bit of pushback on that one, because I think the whole thing was like, you're this weirdo who owns a, a, a pawn shop, you know, like, of course you're, you know. Um, so, yeah, yeah man it's funny that this is like injected into the psyche so much that like we're even discussing it because going watching the show nobody noticed i any couldn't of this stuff. i did like, not see any of the like i i'd really have to get pretty fucking fine tooth before i i could notice or care about any of those types of things uh, um and that said you know go back and listen to some old episodes it's not that i'm like tone deaf to these types of things no like i do see them in movies and if anything it's one of the things that frustrates me about a lot of the way things we, are written we and, call... and i will say like it, it i, I the only the only real real criticism I could level against the 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 character, uh, um, as far as like racial representation and shit like that goes, is the super just being like a guy who forges papers. Um, that felt a little stereotypical to me when I watched it. But outside of that, like nothing. Like the the whole like she's black and she was prejudiced against. Like here's the thing, fucking people. Uh, people are prejudiced. They're terrible. We're all just horrible, horrible things yeah. that are prejudiced against a variety of different things. Well, um, most of the time we don't even realize it that that you had a black character prejudiced against another. Like yeah, that's not because she's black. That's because she's a human being. And and I'll point something else out too. Your average white American doesn't actually have to be a skilled forger because nobody asks us for our papers it's true you know what um, i mean like it, it is stereotypical but it's also stereotypical for a reason and that reason is that we have a lot of of undocumented people that need papers somehow and whatnot and it doesn't matter if they're from south of the border or from fucking you know norway yeah. if you will <laughs> 
Um, well, you know, no, they those don't, Norways, they don't, they no don't necessarily have any reason to come here. But um, you know, uh, <laughs> I can just imagine like you're trying to like, okay, buddy, uh, I'll forge your papers and you can hop over to America. And they're just like, no, I, no, thanks. Uh, like, what do you mean? I got to buy insurance. <laughs> <laughs> We're good over here. I, I break my leg and I just go into the hospital. Like it, it's like, I don't know, eight, three cents. And I just, I get my move on with my life. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah, uh, you I know, went and I got my, my college job. degree. I'm not in debt for it. You know, yeah, I lost my job and, you know, I had a social safety net and I didn't have to really worry about it that much. I just, I went out and I found another job and we're good. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. So anyway. Wait, did you say have whoppers? Never mind. I'm fucking on my way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do they not have Burger King in Norway? Probably I don't not. know. I was just making that up. And they, they, you could at least get a Big Mac there. That's true. You probably can. positive. Royale with cheese. Uh, Royale with cheese. <laughs> okay so anyway let's move off that topic because it's almost too stupid to mention it it really was and i wanted to i the only reason i wanted to bring attention to it was because i i read that article and i was like i felt like luke skywalker talking to ray at the beginning of fucking for uh the last jedi is like all of the words you just everything said. you just said was wrong yeah. yeah like um yeah um so you know i i I'm of two minds about this. Like on the one hand, um, some of the icons of the, uh, especially when it comes to feminism and gaming movement are just people I cannot stand. On the other hand, they seem to be legitimately, if not terribly advancing like feminism. And so I kind of have a hard time speaking out about them directly. And on uh, the same token is true here. Like on the one hand, this is a problem in American society and probably just, you know, world large society. Um, we do have a lot of prejudice. We do need to watch out for representation. We do need to watch out for how we portray characters of different race. Um, you know, like I, I'm not sure I, damn it. Stop. Uh, like one of the first things that came to my mind was like, were they talking about the Asian bounty hunter cause, or Asian inspector? Cause there was nothing fucking stereotypical. Yeah. About they that did mention, they all. did mention him too. And, and they didn't like how he was portrayed either. And I was like, I don't even understand that. Because he was a dick? Like, do you think there are Asian people who aren't dicks? Like, th- I-, I think that... This- I mean, if if they were going to portray the character in a way that was, that was like, racially insensitive, they'd have fucking put glasses on him and had him sit in front of a computer 90% of the time he was on the screen. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. And yeah, I said it, all right? That's I, that's I know the... expect I I make math, you know. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, I don't, like... Uh, Man, I want to see people looking out for this kind of thing because was, I think it is important, and I think I do think there's still a large problem with how we deal with this type of thing no. in in our properties. But I, on the other hand, it's like you're there's a there is a thing as go, such thing as going too far. And and so what what the article said that I read that they disagreed with about his character was that he seemingly was very good at his job at the beginning, and then they dumbed him down through throughout the rest of the show, but. If you remember, it was like in episode two, like Jessica proved that he wasn't that good at his job because he found the dude's dog or whatever was missing. It took like two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So like he was actually just not very good at his job and didn't like the fact that Jessica had powers and was his competition. Secondarily, I think with this, like you have to also question, like, is that them writing this? Like it assumes a motive. Like it assumes the motive is like it it shows that he he wasn't as good as his job because he was Asian. No, you you added the part that he was because he was Asian. Like the 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 whole thing was he wasn't that good at his job to begin with. And even if you assume that, like maybe if you miss that first bit and you're like, oh, he was super good at his job, and then it dumbed it down as when it went through. That's not necessarily because he was Asian. That maybe just because it was bad writing. Like you can look at all kinds. Bad writing with white people, black people, Asian people. Well, uh, I don't even think Irish people, bad writing about it because, because in, it's like episode three. You find out that he's Hogarth's pawn anyway. So 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's like I, it, I, none of that surprised me in the slightest bit. He was shown to be uh, slightly above incompetent uh, almost immediately, and it was kind of like a. I thought that was more of like a let's make uh, uh, Jessica look strong because clearly she's the better investigator. So, yeah. Um, anyway, like I said, um, let's let's get the fuck off of this topic because there's a lot of the other things to talk about with Jessica Jones that what, was way so. Cool. Speaking of Hogarth, how about Hogarth? Hogarth's huh? arc this season was something, man. Uh, I, I kind of oscillated between I hate lover and I hate her. Like you every mostly other texted me how much you hated her. Almost. I did. Cause in, in the beginning she was like a just super giant bitch, like, um, just unfeeling, uncaring, just super horrible bitch. Do you feel and like that's, that, that, do you feel like that's a missed- huge, uh, difference from how we've seen her in the past? I don't, I don't, well, a, a little bit because there was a weakness of vulnerability, of vulnerability in, in her wife, I think. Um, but of course that doesn't exist in season two. And also that I think that's a little bit of a testament to the writing is like, she's, she doesn't have anything left. She've, she's been diagnosed with ALS. She lost her wife. Uh, like I, I don't necessarily feel like the, the behavior that she's exhibiting should is wrong. You know, like I actually thought there was a bright spot in the writing. Um, the thing that I will say is that like Hogarth is like, um, I don't know. Like I said, I, I guess her arc was one of my favorites this season because uh, it, it I don't want to say it showed character growth because I, I'm not sure that it showed a lot of character growth, but it was just so satisfying to watch. It showed character development. Development for sure. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, I the, So the only thing that really pisses me off about Hogarth, Hogarth in this season is that when she like left the, the big firm to start her own law firm, she didn't take Foggy. Do we know she didn't take Foggy? We don't know that she didn't take Foggy. I but think he might show up later. Outwardly, it seemingly she didn't take Foggy. I, 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 you know. I also don't know that we've seen the last of Nelson Murdoch either. I, I, I don't think we have. I think Nelson Murdoch is definitely a thing that comes back, uh, so. especially because Matt's presumed dead right now, and so I think that's going to be a big part of season three of Daredevil. Um, and uh, I thought he wasn't presumed dead after Defenders. Or no, it is after Defenders. That he's yeah, because he, yeah, he like so. dies in Defenders. Um, so here's the thing. I think that. Oh, actually, while we're talking about that, that is a little bit of a disappointment. Like uh, Jessica Jones basically completely ignored Defenders. And look, I don't get. I don't get me wrong. I, I can see a lot of reasons to do that, but I think that they've got to at least casually mention and move on. Yeah, I mean, they really seemed. To, yeah, it really did seem like they just they played off of season one and and left out any other interactions um that is one thing that i kind of want to see the jessica jones character do a little bit more is i'd like to see her cross over maybe uh season two of luke cage i'd like to see her show up um, i think that would be cool yeah or, or even like uh, even maybe in daredevil or whatever punisher something like that. i i want to see her pop up just once in a while and i think it doesn't it makes a lot of sense to see her show up in luke cage um or even daredevil i think it makes a lot of sense to see her there um so this is the first season of anything where we haven't had claire temple oh that's a good point no, and also a very uh, now that you mentioned it disturbing and upsetting yeah. um okay so that being I, said it's still one of my I, I'm, I'm and I'm, I'm leaving this out there top three for me for the marvel netflix series no it is it is really good okay so i i want to leave um before we leave this i have a couple of complaints about the season and just the show in general uh number one please please make kristen ritter take some fucking boxing classes or something because um is she she's just she's so not a fighter it's ridiculous and it shows up on screen and that that that's frustrating yeah but that's almost part of her charm because she's like she's got this amazing super strength and she's just like well 
both of, both of the uh. things both of the things <laughs> I'm gonna say I think have like you can make an argument on, on either side because she's not a fighter she doesn't have to be uh, in that she's super strong and yeah she can just toss dudes or, or across the room and it's not that big a deal she doesn't need to be all careful and practice like say uh, it, Daredevil does it's almost it's almost played out kind of how Clark was in uh, Man of Steel where like all of a sudden there's Kryptonians that have his strength and he's like no I, I don't know what the fuck to do now like nobody's actually shown me how to throw a punch I just flick people <laughs> yeah so that that's one of the things that i find a little bit frustrating is she she looks very much like she's never thrown a punch in her life and like i mean that from like a please just get her some acting get her some boxing classes or something like that you said um, acting uh, well no acting acting she's really solid about and and so that's the other thing too like both of these complaints i have um don't necessarily they don't really do a whole lot of damage to the show for me because it's not truly what the show is about like the show is not really about uh um jessica jones punching people or um uh that type of thing but that's also my second complaint like so um get kristen ritter some uh boxing classes so she looks believable throwing a punch and then the second one is um please uh give this show a tiny little budget like a little bit more of the budget because um because it deserves it because it's good enough yeah, but like there are certain things that look janky to me. Like they look very, very low budget. Like um, almost every shot when Jessica does something outside, like when she takes a one of those giant jumps. So like, uh, spoilers, nerds. Um, she uh in the comic books, Jessica Jones can fly. Um, and she doesn't show that in this show, but she does take these massive leaps, and it almost is always done in a way that's like, um, it cuts. You know, she she jumps and then the second she's a half a foot off the ground, it cuts away and then it shows her landing as she's basically, you know, like coming down from that six foot jump. And and so, like, our imagination is left to discern the part where she's actually supposed to be, like, flying through the air six stories uh, They did a couple shots like that where they actually showed her jumping large distances in season one and it seemed really janky when they did it, so... Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, for season one, I get that. You've got to introduce the power set, but you don't have the budget to do good CGI. Uh, Marvel, you can put the cash behind this, man. I, well, like, I know you got Marvel, it. This would be Netflix. I, yeah, yeah, sorry. Netflix. Netflix. I know I know you can afford to, to show this in a realistic way. And again, I'm not expecting every episode to be a punch fest CGI, you know, monster. That's not what the show is. That's not what I want. But on the few times uh, a season, you use it fairly sparingly. In fact, that's also kind of one of my frustrations is like, um, Hey Jess, quick question: Why are you running through a bunch of cars when you can just jump the fuck over them? Like, uh, th- like that we we know that's a thing that exists, so that that kind of gets frustrating to me a little bit too. And th- and I know the answer is because because we don't have the budget to do that right now. Um, so like, I, I, please Netflix, give the show a little bit of a push and give them the money uh, to do some cool shit because I think that that uh, there's enough uh, cool shit in here um, and just as like a character drama um, that I think that giving them a little bit of a budget would help the show immensely because it will feel a lot you know uh, uh, you know improved I guess by that. So yeah, no, I I would say your criticisms are probably valid. Um, I, they're not enough. Again, for me to to take me out of the show by it, any it's means, it's nothing it's that just, wrecks the show, but it, it, it does occasionally take me out because it's like when, when um it's the same thing like when I watch the Flash, like when it's like Barry, you know, you got super speed. Um, oh right, we don't have the budget to do the super speed slow mo thingy in this episode. Like um, it, uh, that it's the same thing there. Uh, very occasionally, it does take me out. It wasn't bad because again, that's not truly like if you're watching this show expecting a ser- superhero punch fest. Um, you're not really watching the right show. Um, 
But on the other hand, there are some occasions where it does legitimately take me out of the show. And I'm just like, hey, do, do you remember that you can do more than just break locks? Because that is the vast majority of the way that her powers manifest in this entire season is just like, I can open a door. Um, uh, like, this door's locked. Not for me. I'm Jessica Jones. Uh, my super, my superpower is opening fucking doors. Um, I think, like the rest of America, my big takeaway from season two of uh, Jessica Jones is octopus DNA. Uh, yes, I actually ordered, I think, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow sells that, sells that on her website, you know, the goop thing. I think I ordered a bunch of it and I just rubbed that all over my vagina and now it smells spring fresh. Or like an octopus. I, I don't know. I just, I followed the instructions on the tin. Yeah. All right. We got, uh, let's do, move do you on. know there was actual beef between Jessica Alba and, and Gwyneth Paltrow over their respective companies? Because aren't they both kind of bullshit? I don't remember what Gwen- Jessica Alba does. No, hers is honest, hers the honest company. Hers is more of like using natural ingredients to make things. That, okay, I get that. G- g- uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is like uh, straight up bullshit. Selling fucking jade eggs to put in your vagina. Yeah. Yeah. If you just steam your vagina twice a day, um, you'll have good. It'll cleanse your chakras or some bullshit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, which is where the beef came from. Because I, I guess Alba kind of called her out on selling fucking nonsense hokum to rich people. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. So we're gonna have a little bit of fun with the MCU. This is the this is the the fifteen unsolved mysteries of the MCU. Yeah, um, we we still have a lot of show, so I'm not. I don't think we need to hit every one of these. No, these are th- these are kind of fun. We'll we'll just hit them real quick. So number fifteen, what happened in Budapest? Obviously, we're talking about between uh, Black Widow and uh, uh, Hawkeye because yeah. they reference Budapest, but then nobody ever talks about Budapest. Yeah. I, I thought um, that was just a fun throwaway line. I think they're kind of reaching on that one. Isn't Budapest where the the event happens that uh, fucks up May though in Agents of Shield? Ooh, maybe the Calvary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, number fourteen. How did the Ant Man suit affect Hank Pym? Yeah, he couldn't have, he couldn't physically wear the suit anymore, which is why uh, Scott had to do it. it did, but it never explains why. Yeah, like I, I like to think that like Hank Pym's just sitting there over there in his chair, and he's like, "Well, got bone cancer now, but at least I don't have to do that shit anymore." Yeah, just a matter uh, of time for you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> what What did you say? What did you say, Hank? Oh, nothing. I um, said you're a really good dancer. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that suit makes your ass look great. Uh, okay, number thirteen. Whatever happened to the abomination? Um, that movie it basically became the bastard stepchild, and we pretend like it doesn't doesn't exist. Um, that's that's the answer. Well, Coulson says he's in a cryo cell in Alaska. Oh, that's right. That did happen. But then, but then after Shield collapsed and that facility was theoretically closed down, what happened to him? Mm. I, I like that. That's another funny one. Like, um, guys, what do we do with this? I don't know. Throw it in the recycling. Somebody will pick it up. Like, like uh, that that thing. Like when there's no trash can around and you just you know. Uh, we'll just set it on, or no it's like when the trash can's full and you just you put your trash on top of that trash and you're just like man it's gonna suck who has to deal with that and i kind of think that's the way they went with the abomination like there's just a, a uh like a frozen cell somewhere in there and like slowly thawing out and then like somebody's like well we're gonna have to get to that eventually um number 12 bucky and black panther's strange connection uh, which isn't actually so strange if you've actually watched Civil War. Yeah, this is this is like a non one for me. Yeah, Keep this on. is this is one of those that they just put in there. It's clickbait or whatever. Number eleven. Does Hope Van Dyne have powers? So the thing is, nobody has powers in the movie. Um, Ant Man doesn't have powers. Hank Pym doesn't have powers. What they have is really cool technology. Um, so I think ha- Hope Van Dyne uh, uh, does have uh, really cool control over technology. 
Uh, yeah, and I think that's probably it. Number ten. How does Black Widow know Bucky Barnes? Uh, they mentioned that in Winter Soldier. Yeah, she Bucky shot her. Uh, yep. that's fucking it. Gave like, her a cool little scar that made gave her an excuse to pull up her shirt a little bit. It was legit. Like in the, it's in the canon. I yeah. just watched the it's, fucking movie. It's there. People. How did Tony and Pepper get back together? Nobody fucking cares. Nobody fucking cares. <laughs> but it's the answer. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow stopped being a bitch long enough to do the fucking movie. That's, the end. Yeah, um, yep. Uh, she was. She was like, "Well, the, the, you know, I've steamed a lot of vaginas today, but I, I'm not making the money that I made uh, doing a cameo in Spider-Man movie." So number eight, number eight pisses me off more than any, oh, anything else in the this, world. This is painful to read Are because you, do you want to do it? Okay, so number eight, how did Uncle Ben die? All right, ninety-five percent of audiences said, "If you do Spider-Man again, we don't want a fucking origin movie." Don't show us get Uncle Ben getting killed for like the 97th time. Everybody know how's, knows how Uncle Ben died. It doesn't matter. Somebody killed him. Peter couldn't save him. Uh, Peter also fucked off and it kind of is a little bit his fault. So the end. So CBR.com, that's not an actual unsolved mystery. That is uh, strictly and 100% audience driven. Uh, why did Odin create a fake Infinity Gauntlet? Uh, why not? Um, because oh. he's Odin and he was like, you know, actually we can kind of, uh, we can, we can backfill from, uh, Ragnarok. Odin was kind of a dick, dude. Um, Odin might've been creating his own infinity gauntlet because he was going to rule the shit. Or Odin made an infinity gauntlet to put in his little collection so that people would think, oh, oh, you took the infinity gauntlet. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, uh, the rich people who aren't rich enough, so that they, they like have a, a recreation of a painting done because they can't afford to buy the actual right. Picasso. Yeah, it's fine. I, Odin's a little bit vain. Let's be honest. Yeah. Number six. How did Nick Fury lose his eye? He. he I think I'm pretty goddamn sure. Was this it, also not addressed in Winter Soldier? I think in Winter Soldier they they straight up again. It's not going to show you these scenes, people. Use your fucking imagination or listen to the dialogue. Yeah, that's one. Uh, that's one way. It, you, you know what you could do to figure out the answer to the number, some of these questions is watch the fucking movie. Uh, number five. Who be- beheaded the celestial that became nowhere? So now this is actually kind of a cool one. It is a little bit, but also it's like, well, that was a set piece, my dude. Um, just enjoy the set piece because it was cool looking. No, it is, but also, what can kill a celestial? Like that's that's kind of. Uh, do we get to see one someday? You uh, know, it, it, it interesting and like. Honestly, Maybe it was another Celestial. We don't know. Yeah. Um, number four. Will the real Mandarin ever show up? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, for those of you who are curious about uh, the explanation as to why the Mandarin wasn't really the Mandarin um, in Iron Man 3, there is, I think, on the Thor the Dark World Blu-ray. So I apologize if you have to buy something uh, like that. Um, it's on the internet somewhere. Yeah, there's there's a, an actual short called all hail the king hey look at that matt remembered something about thor the dark world number three i remembered bonus content <laughs> why did tony stark come out of retirement um because somebody backed a truckload of money up to tony stark's house and uh, or uh robert danny jr's house and was like uh put on the suit my dude um that's what we're doing now no no and this is wrong i know i'm just kidding this is this is totally wrong because at the end of iron man 3 he didn't decide to destroy all of his suits in order to dedicate him, uh, himself to Pepper. He decided to destroy all the suits because it was what was necessary to defeat the fake Mandarin. It Actually, was... I'm going to give him a little bit of this because one of the themes of the movie was that uh, Tony's not his suits. And at the end of the movie, we got... When he, when he has his, the, the surgery and he has the, uh, the arc reactor removed, all that kind of stuff. But it was never an indication that he wasn't going to be Iron Man anymore. It was just that he needed... He didn't 
there was a way around him having to wear the stupid arc reactor in the first place. And it was part of him becoming himself again. Part of it, I think, too, was like um, the compulsive nature in which he built most of the suits. Like, it was a little bit of symbolism to to get rid of. Like, I, I don't need to actually build these suits. Like, uh, um, because you know he was basically shell shocked after um, uh, the Avengers. You know, after New York. Right. Um, on the second hand, I did think this was a weak point. Like, I, I'll give him this one a little bit because I did think this is kind of a weak point of Ultron um, in that I felt like they undid a lot of character growth with Tony in that because they kind of just don't address any of that at all. Um, and I did feel like a little bit was like it wasn't that exactly that he was retiring, but he was clearly putting up the suit for a little bit. So anyway. Um, OK, the leader, which was a character that we honestly wouldn't even have known was the leader if we didn't read comic books um, from Incredible. Here's the thing. I don't think anything from the Incredible Hulk movie should be in this because that movie is it is essentially the bastard child of the NCU because it's a universal picture. <laughs> Number one is the funniest thing ever. Number one. What did Loki want with Lorelai? Well, she's fucking hot. You figure it out. Yeah, right. Um, uh, really? yeah uh okay so i'm just gonna quote from this because i'm having a difficult uh, time even uh really coming to what this is so it says nowadays agents of shield rarely crosses over the big screen side of the mcu um yeah that's because i think kevin feige and whatever his fucking jeff Loeb, jeff Jeff Loeb don't like each other apparently yeah basically uh set up a fascinating story for the films um in the episode yes man lady sift arrived on the earth with a mission to apprehend lorelei and asgardian escapee with a powerful sorceress sift captured her target and blah 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 um so at the time, Loki sent uh, um, uh, Sif. Okay, this makes sense. Loki was posing as Odin. Uh, Odin, you know, Loki Odin. Loki Odin uh, sent uh, Sif to uh, apprehend Lorelei alive. Lorelei alive. Uh, so what did Loki want with Lorelei? Yeah, who knows? Guys, here's the thing. Uh, th- th- what they wanted was they wanted some they wanted some movie juice in Agents of Shield. They wanted Sif to show up so they could be like, see, we're connected to the movies, we're totally connected. Well and it's a Thor lot like drop asking, by any time. It's a lot like asking the question, why does Donald Trump want another gold toilet? Because he does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um why does the dog keep humping humping my leg? Because that's what they do. Uh, yeah. you just it's it's a thing that happens. Um so yeah, anyway, um this is another one like a lot of these maybe it's just that I'm not curious enough. Like these are neat little like oh, let's think about the logic for the, of this for a second. But the, the answers the, are really I'll give them the, like the first 5. The first 5 give or take one or two maybe uh were were okay, yeah. What did happen in Budapest? I'd like to know. The answers but, are really simple basically. Um you're either examining a set piece, a throwaway line of dialogue or a uh noted and uh, uh, obvious easter egg and trying to find hidden deeper meaning in it when right. in, in actuality there was no one and nobody ever thought of it and I I can almost guarantee nobody was sitting around going, "Well, Loki would love Lorelai because she's an expert in blah blah blah." No, it was because uh we we needed uh some reason for Sif to be on Earth so that they could have a crossover thing. Yeah. But Duh. I mean, don't ever ask a question of how did Uncle Ben die? Again, like n- nobody. No. If you want to know how Uncle Bed died, you can go watch the ninety different, ninety six or seven different types of media in which he dies, and it's documented on film, on celluloid, in newsprint, in comic book lore. In you know, it just it's a stupid question. Yeah. Um. Okay, all right. Fun. So you got some that DC was stuff. DC. Um. So let's hit up the DC section. We got some more getting, Titans news. We're getting Jason Todd in the Titans series. Yeah, this is definitely the bigger piece of news to me. I am excited for this. Um, what I don't know... Okay, so right now I know nothing about what Titans actually is. 
Um, nobody does. Nobody does. So I don't know what this is going to be like. This could be like a CW, like uh, Flash, or like a like a um, you know, not quite a canon story in in much the way that Go- Gotham is that way. Um, Gotham is much more an Elseworlds story than it is like a true like uh, uh, um, interpretation of the canon or yeah. anything like that. Um, so I, I don't know what we're gonna get here either. I don't um, know. We're apparently getting Jason Todd and the Maroney family though. Yeah, and so. Those but are interesting choices. We already have the Maroney family in in Gotham, so the, those are interesting choices to me because, like, when you're skirting that close to bats, like, especially with Nightwing being involved, like you're, you're talking some year one shit. Yeah, about. like we're skirting pretty close to the bats, and and we know we're not going to see Batman in Titans. So I wonder how they deal with that. Like, that's my main question after reading these pieces of news: is how do they deal with um, Batman in this? Yeah, I don't, I don't. Or just any of them, like, because, you know, most of these characters' identities are really, really tied to their original heroes in some way. So, like, you don't really get Donna Troy without understanding, uh, um, you know, Wonder Woman and things like that. Yeah. Um, you don't, you know, they're all basically like, uh, um, you know, big heroes, light uh, sort of like I can super imagine like that was the way that these comics were conceived. It was like, well, we need a different title. Um, we got to do something a little bit different. Uh, we can't put the flash in a, a, another book. So let's put kid flash in there yeah. or, you know, something yeah. along those lines. So I, I kind of wonder how they do like a, a real take on this. I'm, I'm excited for the show. I, I just don't know how it's actually gonna also work Krypton out. is a thing that apparently happened that I didn't watch anything about. Did it actually air already? I think, I think oh, episode one balls. happened. I think you know the thing is. I, I think don't think I don't, anybody cared. I don't think I care about this show. Yeah, I don't. I think I think they managed to take like the most boring part of Superman's lore and then they made that into a show. Uh you know, here's the thing: Man of Steel showed Krypton, and it, I thought it was cool, but I don't think I needed anything more than that. I was like, well, this advanced technological race uh, and flies, flies around on Avatar dragons. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. All right. So let's move on. Um. Yeah, miscellaneous. We got we're, a lot of miscellaneous. We're week. in the miscellaneous. Yeah, we're gonna have to stop probably in the middle of miscellaneous for a refill too, and I don't know how that works. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, let's let's hit a couple. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's, so here's here's the deal. You got this link for me. Tell me about this because you you did tell me about this on text a little bit, but it was kind of funny to see that this is actually a thing. All right. So I bought uh I bought a uh, Mission Impossible like five movie pack. I was at Walmart. It was like twenty five bucks for the Blu Ray, um, all five Mission Impossible movies. I'd just recently seen um, the 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 most current two movies, and I thought they were actually pretty good. Um, I'm a sucker, you know, for an action movie like that, right? And and honestly, I really honestly, enjoyed. They're not bad movies, and in fact, no, I really like the original Mission the, Impossible. The, the first one, uh, which was like ninety eight or ninety nine, something like that. It's an old movie. Um, I didn't realize it was that old. I, I think it actually is earlier than that. It, you're probably right. Yeah, you, you I, I think just out of high school, maybe '96, out, yeah. something like that. But um, so, but I was watching the first one, and I texted Eddie, and I was like, "Man, this is a really shitty fucking Blu-ray transfer. Like they they almost didn't even do an HD transfer." '96, '96, okay. Um, and then like you're you're as you're listening to it, like the score in the background sounds like it's playing on a warped record, uh, and it, it it's crazy to me that. You would release a, a movie on Blu-ray, especially like the beginning of a of what is turned into a blockbuster franchise, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't treat it better than that. And so I, I started looking around, and I actually I Google searched, um, you know, Mission Impossible One, you know, bad Blu-ray transfer or whatever, and it, <laughs> it popped up an an article, which uh, is an IGN article of the um, top twenty five worst Blu-rays. Uh, that are out there 
and uh, it, it came up number five. Actually, I was just scrolling through. It it came up number five. So um, we'll scroll through them real quickly. Uh, Lord of the Rings motion picture trilogy uh, was number twenty five. Ocean's Thirteen was number twenty four. Let's just let's let's skip to the top five because I think it's kind of telling. Well, um, honestly, no. Here's one that's, that surprises me. Um, that's actually near the bottom at number twenty one. American Psycho. Also, uh, that movie is. A lot of people hold that movie up as being a, a work of art, and it's. I mean, it, it is a good movie, and the thing though is, like, when when it comes to bad Blu-ray releases, a lot of it is just not. Uh, um, it's essentially not ripping it for the fucking format. So, like, right. they uh, most of these, I think, were shot on celluloid um, because yeah. uh, most of these predate digital. Um, Mission Impossible is a good example of that. So you would think that the material exists to transfer them in a way that would prever- preserve a lot more fidelity. Like, it's interesting to me because I, I like watching um, 1080 rips of uh, or 1080 um, versions of like uh, Star Wars is really not bad. Like, no. I'm, I'm really actually surprised. Like, the, um, the first time I think I watched an HD version of Star Wars, I was like, holy shit. You know, like, there's actually a lot of shit in here I wouldn't have expected. No, uh, episodes four, five, and six actually hold up way better than one, two, and three because one, two, and three were entirely digital. And it doesn't. So, if, for the layman out there who may not understand what the difference is, is when you shoot on film, uh, you can actually get a much higher definition off of film uh, than you can off of what the standard for a digital camera was uh, when they were shooting uh, the prequel trilogy. Um, I think film, you can get up to like 40K resolution, I think. Something like that. It's, it's, it's super it is high. super, super ridiculous. You can yeah. suck a lot of resolution out of that. So there, it, it's kind of funny because I think there's been like high HD uh, um, releases of like uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. Um, so like you can do amazing things with film. And so that's the thing well, here. I, like I just bought clerks on Blu-ray and clerks I, was a grainy black and white movie, but it was shot on film. So you can throw it on Blu-ray and it doesn't look more grainy because. Yeah. If anything. Know, and, and that's the thing about film too. Like they've always shot with different aspects. So like if you watch TV shows, um, from, you know, earlier times, the, one of the things that sucks is like, um, you, uh, end up with the like uh, the the uh three by four aspect ratio like the tv aspect ratio standard def you you know this go watch a netflix show from like say 19 go watch uh the next generation uh um on netflix that's the uh that's standard the, that's the hd that's yeah the that's the sd well uh, the last time i watched it uh it was the sd uh um no, what Netflix has now is is it's all the Blu-ray, but it's still SD uh, in terms of like um it's, SD as, aspect ratio. That's not really true. It's four okay. by three. Yes, it's four by three. Uh, the Next Generation was never shot in widescreen, so exactly. So like, but movies though most of the time are shot widescreen yes. because movies usually screen widescreen and uh, widescreen, and they have for a very very long time. Um, and and if anything, it it's that they're shot wider screen. A lot of the times, movies are shot with a even wider aspect ratio than uh, what we're used to seeing in uh, modern day. You know, like uh, 1080p uh, aspect when, ratio. When uh, when Buffy the Vampire Slayer was on Netflix, actually, um, they were they had widescreen uh, HD versions of it, which the fan base absolutely fucking hated because the thing is, is Buffy was actually not shot widescreen either um i mean the camera was widescreen but they but they framed four by three when they did it so when um it was a third-party company that did the hd transfer and so they took those original negatives and they left a bunch of shit in number one they brightened it too much like they they turned up the lighting in it a lot and then they weren't real careful when they when they transferred it from four by three to uh 16 by nine and so you ended up with like booms 
See, in a lot of the frames. I was just going to say, and I like, think they must have changed that because, or, or the last time, so remember when you were trying to get me to watch that, I watched a few episodes and it was all four by three. On Netflix? Yeah. That's weird. That's strange. So to me. maybe, uh, maybe they changed it after and, and since the time I watched it, or I, maybe uh, they don't they even have it anymore. But yeah, I, 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 when I remember watching it, going, "This is weird because this is widescreen and all my fucking DVDs are uh, four by three. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the short story here is: if you want to release a Blu-ray, like do your diligence even slightly yeah, and clean it up, make, maybe a little bit. Yeah, like, and there's not even a lot of cleanup to do because again, the film will do most of that for you. Just make you a know, new transfer. I mean, that's yeah. that's it. And that is not cheap, like to get the original, the original film and, and make a new transfer and whatnot. And I get it. Um, it's one of the reasons why. Yeah. So for some of the, I'm surprised some of the films, Lucas film isn't broke because of all the all the fucking retransfers that Lucas did. Some but. some of the films on this list fall down to me like, oh well, yeah, that's a shitty low budget movie that the DVD probably uh, if they sell three of these things, it probably made more in the uh, uh, the DVD sales than it did at the box office. Um, but on the other hand, like Mission Impossible making number five, it is it was surprising to me. Like, I think I text that to you. Like, it's surprising to me that they didn't actually do a decent job with that, because I think that that movie's got some legs, yeah. especially in the home video market. Yeah, so. no. And it's still a fun movie to watch. Here's one that's surprising. Number 15, Terminator 3. Not surprising that they fucked up the transfer. Surprising that somebody bought it. <laughs> I know it, it actually uh, it, it came as a shock to me that somebody actually had a chance to review that. Uh, and you know what I, you know what I think it was. Um, I think it was uh, fucking. Um, God damn it! What's his name? Uh, I do not know Edward. No, what's his Edward name? Nick Nick Stoltz. Not Nick. Nick Stoltz. Nick Stoltz. Nick Stoltz. Nick Stoltz. Nick Stoltz. Yeah, I think it was. I actually, was getting there. I think it was I Nick Stoltz that it. bought it. The the Blu-ray, the yeah. single single purchase. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to relive my glory days, guys. Um, okay. He fucking sold the last bit of heroin he had to get it. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's too bad. Um, Teen Wolf. Right. Teen Wolf, surprisingly, didn't have a good Blu-ray transfer. This I'm, one surprised I'm, me. I personally am shocked. Number 11, Gladiator. That movie's a beautiful movie. Like, when it first came out on DVD, like, I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, especially, like, with the snow that was drifting in the beginning of There's it. There's a lot of parts of that movie that i really really like i um, think really hold up we worked together at mcdonald's when this movie first came out and i remember we talked a lot about gladiator Go, yeah i think we did we th- that one and um and uh fucking uh uh crouching tiger hidden dragon we talked about that a lot which too. is a good movie too i was just listening to another podcast today and they were talking about the oscars and they were talking about the year that uh that movie was nominated and it lost and they were like well that was a fucking dumb decision yeah um they were that- right don't um, don't ever watch the dub version though. Only watch subtitles. That's that's my up, advice about Crash and Tiger. There's there's not a lot of movies that I'll I will su- stomach subtitles for, uh, and that's one of them. So, mm. so anyway, let's move on. Let's let's you talk. Want to talk about Donnie Darko? I you know I've never seen it. Or the Blair Witch Project. I've seen the Blair Witch. Um, and how it wasn't even filmed in HD, so they're like, why even do a Blu-ray release of it? Yeah, that's an interesting one to me too. Like, th- th- there's a thing there too. Like, you can't nec- and and like Blair Witch. Like, honestly, it's not hurt by releasing it in standard def. No, no. I mean, like, if you're just like, hey, this is it's, a Blu-ray. It's release. all fucking shaky cam anyway. Yeah. So like, if you could make out half of what you're seeing uh, at all, like you won. Like you you don't need HD. You you couldn't make out more than half. Or of you anyway. lost because you weren't supposed to make out that much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, number six, Predator. Right. Hmm. That not shocking. Uh, 
Mission Impossible number five. Uh, Time Bandits number four. Time Bandits is one of the Time Bandits doesn't surprise me though because it's more of a cult classic. Yeah, than for anything sure. else. Um, but apparently the review on that one was awful disc all around. So you know who knows. <laughs> uh, first transfer not remastered. So they released the fifth element on Blu-ray without remastering it at all. So they basically just took a DVD transfer, stuck it on a Blu-ray disc, and, and sold it. Call it a day, bud. Uh, yeah. That surprised me because Fifth Element's a fucking amazing movie. I, and I think that actually probably could do well with a Blu-ray transfer, like a proper transfer. Yes. Um, and then Halloween H2O at number one. My so favorite movie, awful. so I'm very disappointed. Yeah. Um, in fact, its biggest flaw was it was released by Echo Bridge. <laughs> so, I don't know what that is. But... That's a, a company. They're they're just a distribution company as well. Yeah. So, all right, that's it. Not okay. for the show, but just for no. The we, we we got a few more. We got we got some good stuff. I think still we left. Do. We we got a show. We got a show to go. Um. So, uh, this this one actually kind of close to my own heart. Uh, Ready Player One in theaters. I think next week. Yeah, we got to make a plan for that. Yeah. Um, Bailey said he's going to finish the book. He he's, better fucking hurry. He read half of it in one sitting and then didn't pick it back up again. H- how? I don't how? know. How? I don't know. I think I think I legit read that. In he one got sitting. a car. I think probably is how, and so he was like, I could drive around places. <laughs> that makes sense it's like you know what i'm gonna do then it, then car, anything i want bitches then his, uh, his car broke last night so oh god damn kind of that sucks subject. that is i won't bring it up yeah. um okay so uh anyway this is kind of a cool piece of news um the, loosely the actors in ready player one filmed in the oasis a little bit uh so obviously the oasis is not uh, uh the virtual world that exists in reality um the oasis uh uh in the story that is the framework is, right yeah basically it's a virtual matt's also catching up on season four of uh, shield Agents of shield I so am. we get a lot of framework references tonight i think um but anyway um they kind of filmed in the oasis in that they did use our you know a puny human rudimentary version of AI that we, or not AI, but uh, VR that we have today. Um, so basically actors filmed a lot of these scenes in shit in uh, the, the like, uh, I think they in, used in a virtual environment. Yeah. I think they use like vibes. Um, I have to click through the link to remember if I it was a vibe or a HTZ vibe. I'd, I'd like one. I'd I like would. To, I'd like to play so around sweet. with one. Have you, have you ever actually done one of the things? No. When uh, we went to a convention, uh, um, not too long ago, like last year, and they had like one of the you know sort of like entertainment sections was they had uh basically vibes set up on a really nice rig, um and you could go through and play all the different like it was just straight up Steam games like VR demos practically and you can go through and play them. It's unreal. Like oh. I I really I I kind of actually hate the fact that I did it because like I bought in immediately and ever since I've just been like I wish I had that fucking thing. Uh, speaking of VR. Uh, and whatnot. Did you know that Bridge Commander uh, is now no longer VR only? Like they have a, a non VR version of that game that you can get. I did not. Yeah, think about checking that out at some point. Yeah, we should. Um, so Oculus, they use Oculus. Oh, okay. Um, of course they did. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sure. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, they they filmed a lot of those scenes using Oculus and uh, using that as like set pieces. So it's really kind of a rad way to go i think um because especially if you know the ready player one book story etc you know how what a big deal like the vr is and, and like the whole movie is basically vr like when you're watching those trailers and you're like oh that's fucking cool it's happening in vr dudes um uh which don't get me wrong it's still super cool um so that's i mean that's gonna be like you me and bailey right i don't think we have anybody else i think i think you're probably right now yeah all right um, i mean could go see it if she'd read the book but she won't read the book 
she should read the book. I, I, the, the the references would seem dated to they, her. They would. And that's that's kind of the only thing too. Now that I've I like I pushed her to read it, and then I'm like, man, like I don't even like she's not gonna get half this shit. I don't think because it's it not is, that she's not that she's not well educated, I, I, but I, yeah. But I do think I do think if you're like around our age, like I think you get a lot more out of it because. There, there, first off, there is that feeling. Like, um, some of the things I didn't connect with as much, like when he's talking about like coin op games, like, I, I don't get me wrong, I've played a lot of coin op games, but it was not nearly like the formative way that I learned video games. But like, I could, um, especially when they started talking about the Oasis bits, I was immediately like, well, I spent a shit time, shit a ton of, pl- uh, time playing WoW and muds and shit like that so like i immediately like glommed onto that type of thing right because um, he talks about the adventures of zork in that movie um, oh zork i actually did play and, like and yeah, I, I, yeah I, I played quite a lot of text fucking adventure games text-based fucking rpgs yeah uh yeah uh no and coin op is something that i actually did grow up with because man uh I, i'm a child of the 80s like through and through so uh in fact, I grew up in a fucking single wide mobile home, and the the guy that owned the double wide next to us actually had like a bonus room nice. on the other side of his kitchen, and like he had like several coin op machines that were in there, and so I used to go over there and play fucking like uh, tank, which was all two D like with lines mm-hmm. and shit like that. Um, I, he had uh, missile command, nice uh, centipede, uh, did not have joust. I, I uh, but my buddy down the road had an Atari with Joust, so you know. I think I need to. Um, you know what? I I probably need to do. I probably need to uh, like uh, put that all on the Raspberry Pi. Like, there's uh, RetroPie. Uh, yeah, no, RetroPie is totally cool. I also uh, I've been I'd like to save up one of these times and like when we have an actual like studio, I'd like to get one of those like because they have these guys that make the coin op machines now, but they make them with like the boards that have you know a fucking 500 games on them or whatever like yeah see that's what i was gonna say i've seen a lot of like um not a lot of because it is it it is still a spendy project but i've seen people building their own cabinets now yeah like because uh, you can buy the parts like you can go on like i think spark fun is probably a good place to get them sparkfun.com i want to say um and you can buy like the uh fucking uh, joysticks and buttons and shit like yeah. that and then it's simply a matter of like wiring it up to your raspberry pi and then throw a retro pie on it put a nice display put it in a nice cabinet Boom! You got a um um you know working and arcade cabinet. A lot like of those every games, arcade game ever. Not necessarily the ones that are in Ready Player One because they're obviously all licensed by own people who own shit now. But like a lot of a lot of those old like Atari games and and uh, ColecoVision and stuff like that. Some of them have fallen into public domain because they've been bought and sold so many times, and then like the company the just company forgets they, they probably they, own them, and they just go belly up and just you know it, they just sit there until it's like oh look, yeah, uh couple things that are public domain like that that are really weird to me all right so i'm gonna throw out this quick piece of news um so i know nothing about this um triple the, frontier triple frontier um so netflix is doing a project called triple frontier i'm not sure if this is a film a show or what i think it's a show but it stars uh a whole fucking lot of people um and and um it, it's Apple? actually ben ben huh yeah they got they, this i guess he's the only employable affleck at this point <laughs> Uh, yep. Um, so the cast list for this is, is Oscar Isaac? so far. Yep. Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, Charlie Hunnam, Pedro Pascal, Garrett Hedlund, and Adria Arjona. Wow. So, I mean, all of these guys are like big name people, especially Isaac. Like, uh, uh, well, Affleck and Isaac at this point, like 
Isaac just coming off of Star Wars, obviously. Yeah. He he's probably got a lot of choices in projects. Um Charlie Hunnam, I think, has has put up some big numbers. Um, you know, Pacific Rim, uh Pascal even. I, uh, I don't know the name, Sons but I recognize for him for sure. Years. Yeah. Garrett Headland, uh, who I only know from Tron. Oh, he did something else I really like too. Um fuck. Uh that's not gonna be a, a link to his IMDB. I'm a retard a retarded. Um that's an insensitive term. I'm sorry, everybody. Um Garrett It's eighty percent true though. Yeah, I, I just just look, I've got an extra chromosome or two. I don't know. Um You you ought to see what happens when the maple syrup's not on the table land. before the pancakes. Yeah. Uh, what was the other thing he was in? Oh, this this out uh, Netflix Headland was actually in another uh, um, Netflix property called Mudbound, which was really good. Like, I highly encourage you to watch that. Like, it's a little bit of an Oscar bait movie, and I don't know how that works with Netflix. I think they did a limited release so that they might get a nom or two. Uh, they didn't this year, and I'm not sure if that's because it did just the Academy totally passed it over, or if it was because um, like that's that's a next year uh, movie. But yeah, uh, he was he was really good in it. Um, and then there's a bunch of stuff that I'm not really familiar with, um, except for Tron, because I like that movie a lot. Okay, so anyway, short story is Netflix has like basically a supergroup of uh, stars uh, getting ready to do a uh, Netflix series, which again, uh, I think like um, when I when I first saw a Will Smith movie coming to Netflix, I was like, oh man, they're getting serious, like right. they're dumping truckloads of money into like the the film and shit like that, and and this is I think more evidence to that. Muddown was the second time I saw that where it was like, oh man, they're really getting serious. They're they're not just trying to do blockbuster type of things. They're they're trying to put out some like hits. They're trying to put out some like you know uh um things that'll get nominations. And they went so far as to even put it in theaters. I, um, I actually listened to a podcast with uh, Seth Rogen the other day, uh, who was talking about netflix stuff and he said one of the appeals to doing netflix stuff is when you make a movie there's two things you got to worry about a lot of the time which is how well is it doing uh money wise Mm -hmm. and how well is it doing viewer wise Mm -hmm. and the beauty part is when you do stuff for netflix you don't know any of that stuff you just get to make a movie yeah uh because netflix doesn't release any of that fucking shit like they don't Mm -hmm. tell you how much you know like even for the even for the people creating for netflix like they don't know fucking how many people tuned into daredevil like they don't know how many people watched uh will smith's troll movie uh orc movie sorry uh <laughs> just i immediately pictured like the trolls like animated property yeah uh you know what's weird is you say that and like and it's like oh that's a funny thing but then you're like oh justin timberlake was one of those trolls never mind <laughs> it's, it's not the feeling oh yeah uh no it, it makes sense uh so Will Smith yeah. even did a musical number at the end it was it was pretty good you should go watch it yeah <laughs> i i and i i fucking feel like shit because I, I was supposed to watch that a long time ago and i still haven't watched it i will it, it like i said it's not gonna blow you away like that that's my main criticism of that movie is like it's an ambitious project for netflix but it still feels like it's an ambitious project for netflix not like it's a good hollywood film yeah i read an article today that talked about how steven spielberg was pissed off because he doesn't think netflix movies should be um qualified to win oscars which i think there's 
rules that say they can't anyway, but I guess one have, was. So the thing it's is, supposed to, it's supposed to screen for at least seven days in a theater in New York and in uh, Los Angeles. So that's the thing. Like that, I, I think they're probably talking about Mudbound there, which is yeah. that like uh, that's what they did. They they showed it in a very limited uh, theater showing so that it was a consideration for an Oscar. Yeah. And I think to Spielberg, I'd say, well, you're a very talented dude who's made some of my favorite properties ever, and probably, hopefully, I'm going to add Ready Player One to that list pretty soon. Um, but complaining about shit like this is nothing more than douchebaggery it's old people talk like yeah, that's is. all it is it's it old is. people talk like movies like movies that's, movies that's... movies are not tied to their medium movies are tied to the like the filmmaking qualities and and i think that if you disqu- discount something just because it didn't show in the right number of theaters then like you're probably just thinking about this certainly the old way. not the kind of talk i expect to hear from the godfather of fucking indiana jones exactly so um and as 90% of the commenters on any of the fucking articles that i read said what's the difference if they're nominated or not most of them suck (laughs) (laughs) um so that's the thing i i I think netflix and tv right now is like uh uh glove uh, hand in glove like it fits together so incredibly well only because we have netflix on our tvs like this is this is the thing to me i don't think that's the case like what i mean is that netflix has some solid fucking tv properties oh no that i would no, watch no. like regardless of channel does. it absolutely yeah. does but one of the one of the things that like everybody like the the naysayers that were commenting that were like agreeing with spielberg that i can only imagine are also in their 80s um were like well netflix should focus on tv it's a tv thing it's a tv thing it's a tv thing but it's no it's netflix not. is like they want your money thing netflix and so- is a multi-platform thing like the the appeal so if i if i could watch fucking ready player one or uh, fucking infinity war if i could watch infinity war on my tv in my living room when it came out in a month i would rather than going into a movie theater oh straight up like the like the only thing i would change is instead of spending like i spend some nominal amount of money uh, on movies uh every year and if i added that all up including popcorn and drinks like i could probably afford to buy a much bigger nicer tv and i would just do that because like yeah. overall like unless you have like an alamo draft house near you the theater experience kind of fucking sucks like yeah. you go wait in line stand in line at the movie you uh generally have to listen to some asshole talking or texting through half of the movie um you pay like eight dollars for uh 25 cents worth of popcorn um and, and all of that shit like uh, yeah i would I, absolutely watch it at any i've been we've been to several movies together at the same theater uh we go to the amc uh that's about 15 miles from us and surprisingly have had few problems there which is amazing because we go to a college town yeah <laughs> to go see movies so well I, I think like i think that a little bit that's catching up like um i think that people now when you go like that's that's the thing too like i don't know about you but i really kind of only go to see like i remember being a kid and i just went to see random movies all the time like when i was like 16 17 18 19 i, I would just like hey ash uh we should go see you know whatever the fuck you know because we we got time to kill let's go see a movie what's playing i don't know we'll pick that one uh now Eddie, I, Eddie was like i don't know i'll only be 20 minutes late to work if i go see this movie so that's fine <laughs> uh you're not wrong but also an asshole um <laughs> uh, uh but uh i would um 
you know, I would just go pick a random movie. That's not the case at all. I only go see movies in the theater that I absolutely like have to see in the theater. Yeah. And that's a very short list these days. Like, and it's mostly like, I, 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 t- um, I tell Ash this all the time. Like, yeah, that, that looks like it'd be a good movie, but that's not a theater movie to me. Like, if I, if I'm going to go see in something in the theater, I want a gigantic ass spectacle. I want an Infinity War, like loud, bangy shit, uh, that's tr- truly stressing yeah. that 7.1 surround now, with huge yeah, digital projectors. Don't get me wrong. Infinity War, I think, is going to be an amazing theater experience but i could pay an extra hundred dollars and upgrade my soundbar to with the you know surround and you wouldn't be losing much and i've got a decent tv you know what i mean like and if i sit down to watch it in my living room there's nobody in front of me you know what else too when i have to pee i don't have to miss parts of the movie I just, I, I hit the true. fucking pause button. That's true. So like, yeah, it, it's a no brainer to me. Like if I could pay the same amount of money that I miss or that I spend every year on movies and instead just get some sort of streaming service or if all of a sudden Netflix starts making like, don't get me wrong, they're, they're, they're dipping the toes in the water. Like, uh, maybe it's the, part of it is just simply that they don't have the budget yet to make an Infinity War, you know, equivalent. Um, which is why they've made some competent things, um, but they don't quite have the money to do those types of things. But if I could pay for that, like I, I've said this many times, if I could pay like some not, uh, amount of money to just get the theater to stream to my house, just get whatever release is released this month to stream to my house. I don't know what that the, what the dollar figure is on that. Right now, I think the thing is that the movie theaters would make it so that it's like uh, 50 bucks or some shit. Probably. And, and 50 bucks sounds like a lot. These, first off, this service already exists. But if you're not a rich person, you don't pay for it because it, it's like rich person money. Like, and, and when I say rich person money, I'm not talking about 50 bucks. I'm talking like hundreds of dollars, hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, plus special equipment, plus blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, so, theoretically, I guess we could we could like get a projector screen and like go out and then like buy a Christie projector and, and see, that's have what the I'm movie saying. sent like, to us. You don't even have to. You can you can like the thing is um, the movie resolution. Like once you go to 4K right now, you're basically not going to there's no theater that's playing in greater than 4K at this point, um, um, except for is IMAX, I think, is probably bigger. And that's it. So unless you're trying to recreate IMAX in your house, you can probably just go buy a 1080 uh, projector and as long as you have a dark largish room you can and you know you you want a whole wall full of movie you can do that these days and it's really not that much more expensive than just buying a nice lcd or led tv rather yeah the projectors these days are not are not a ton let's let's grab a beer yeah and uh and then we'll we'll talk cap, men in black cap this bitch off yeah so um men in black huh here come men in black you know what's different about you and me I make this shit look good. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I really, uh, I think that movie came out when it was like 13 or 14, and I really liked it when it came out. Um, I think everybody uh, likes that movie until they realize there's not a ton of a plot to it. There are certainly aspects of that movie which are incredibly dated, most notably the um, <laughs> Men in Black song you were just singing. Uh, so here's the oh, thing. Goodness. Here's the That's thing. I actually stuff. received an angry text message from one of our listeners. Yeah. That was basically like, what the fuck, man? What's your beef with Men in Black? And it was my brother. <laughs> no, it's a good movie. I like I like, I like it. Um there are it's it's got some issues like My, let's 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 be honest it, it but and it's a it's a little bit of product of product of his time but it holds up pretty well my my explanation to him was this austin powers had a more cohesive plot <laughs> than men in black did i think i think men in black had a had a it had a pretty okay plot it was all right 
Yeah, it was all right. I, I honestly like the, I the original movie. See, like I enjoy, the, the, I enjoy the dialogue. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, I enjoy the dialogue. <laughs> so, like the two main part problems for me with the movie are number one, it's Will Smith at his Will Smithiest. Um, and and number uh, two, come the MIB. Uh. Yeah, and number two, like the 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 close the number the 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 song that that's that's something that that's a thing that happened. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway, uh, the news this week uh, that we have for you is that uh, Tessa Thompson, who of course plays Valkyrie in Ragnarok, and Chris R- Hemsworth, who who, who plays, also is uh, fantastic in the movie Creed. Oh, really? Yeah, I have not seen it. With still, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Yep. Um, uh, and, and uh, Chris Hemsworth, who I think plays uh, 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 key grip number two in Thor Ragnarok, will be in the Men in Black spinoff. I think Hem- Hemsworth. Yeah, I think I think I've heard of him. Yeah, he might have been in something. Uh, yeah. Th- yeah. Anyway, so um, Valkyrie and Thor are reuniting. Says the first line of this uh, thing. Uh, Durr. Anyway, um, so they're going to be in Sony's Men in Black reboot um they're rebooting huh yeah fate of the furious filmmaker f gary gary gray god. oh god damn it i'm glad you mentioned that movie that's gotta be a pen name is set to direct the movie uh it's written by iron man screenwriters matt holloway and art markham studio set a film date for uh june 14th 2019 so i'm gonna i'm just gonna take a pause here you go for it and we're gonna talk about fate of the furious for a minute well, this should be a little bit of a bunny trail that's probably not too long because I, I haven't seen it and I haven't seen anything past the I second Fast and Furious. I made the mistake of watching that movie which, this last week. Which one? Just n- numerology. Which one is that? Eight. Numerology is a different thing. Fate. Eight. It's fate. Fate. See? F8. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Oh. That's really fucking douchey, just so we're all clear. Right. So so here's the deal. I've been an advocate of these movies in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not necessarily too fast, too furious. Which is another um, like you don't have to have a number in every three. If they didn't call too the third fast, one, too furious, obviously two. That's yeah, the second did, one. Did the third one, I think, if I remember right, was called Three Fast, Three Furious. No, nope, nope, that was Tokyo Drift. I know, <laughs> but I, I didn't see that one either. Um, because Tokyo Drift was like the bastard stepchild of that franchise, and just like. But honestly, it's one of the better ones. I think. I think didn't like the best they could do was like a cameo from one of the main guys. Spoilers, but yes, Vin Diesel shows up at the end. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Um, and it's actually supposed to be like a prequel to some of the other stuff. Sure. Like you find out that yeah. Anyway. I, I I just I go back to and remember watching this movie in the theater because I do. I, I watched uh, Fast and the Furious in the theater, and I go back and I, I I think about that movie, and I'm just like, I don't know how they turned that into like a 19 movie franchise. So here's the thing. Uh, there was there was a lot of controversy surrounding this last movie because. The fate, most, fate movie? Yes. Most notably, The Rock on his Instagram uh, referred to some of his male co-stars as candy asses who couldn't conduct themselves in a professional manner. Oh, um, I see. People automatically assumed that he was talking about Vin Diesel because apparently there were several instances where Vin Diesel would refuse to come to set and people would wait for like four, five, six hours. Interesting. And whatnot. Um, Drama. Apparently, Vin and The Rock, though, locked themselves in a room together and sorted their shit out. Um. But then uh, later on, after the movie, Tyrese started taking exception with The Rock and was basically saying that if, if, if The Rock moves forward with the spinoff movie that the studio is planning between him and the, the character played by Jason Statham, mm-hmm. that he would not be in Fast and Furious 9 because 
he thinks that the Fast and Furious <laughs> family is a family and that to go off and do a spinoff is disrespectful to the rest of the family and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to tell you this right now. Tyrese Gibson can go fuck himself because he was the worst part of Fate of the Furious. Like every fucking line in there was poorly acted and ham fisted and I fucking hated every second of it. So this is all very funny to me because everything about what you just said is <laughs> is just hilarious. The, when we're talking about the ninth movie in a franchise, if he comes back, I just I'm, I'm gonna I'm, you're in the ninth fucking movie of a franchise that should have barely gotten three if we're lucky. I so I've been a fan up until now. In fact, Fast and the Furious Seven, whichever one that's called, I almost cried at it because like Seven it Fast was, Seven Furious because it was it was like Paul Walker's exit movie. Yeah, yeah, I get that. You know? Like especially like if, if if you're a fan of the franchise and you've watched until seven and it's Paul Walker's thing, whatever, I get that. Uh, it's just funny to me like uh, when you, when you start getting to this uh, level of drama like on your fucking eighth r- run on this shit, like oh my god, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, um, it's very cute. The dialogue, the dialogue. It in, sounds like in real Fate world, of the Furious was like was absolutely drama. cringy, and the only. Um, and I don't mean to disrespect anybody except Tyrese, because again, he can go <laughs> fuck himself. He's he's not gonna be on the show, I don't think. Um, the only the only piece that like I really enjoyed throughout the entire thing was the chemistry on screen between The Rock and Jason Statham during those those scenes that they're in together. So if they want to do that and and put those two in a spinoff movie, fuck, I'll go see it. You know, or like, I'll I'll wait till it comes out on Blu-ray. You know, it, but it sounds to me a little bit like this this franchise is gonna die with Paul Walker. Like, unfortunately, like I'm not even trying to be like a um, blasé about that. Like, no, it's I I think that we're probably are we gonna get a tenth? Do you think? I don't know. There, and there were some moments, and this is gonna be some spoilers. Uh, but like one of the one of the motivating factors behind the Dom character in the in Fate of the Furious was that he finds out he has a kid that he didn't know he had. Um. And it's young enough that, like, the mom didn't give it a first name because she felt like the father should do that. Mm-hmm. And he names it Brian. Ooh, nice. So that was that was a good nod. I I enjoyed that piece of it. Um, so here's the thing. I love uh, Charlize Theron. I will never cast her as a tech genius. Charlize Theron was in these. Charlize Theron was in this. Was in Fate. Um, and her dialogue was bad and she was she was she was a hacker <laughs> okay um you, you you sold me i understand yeah so anyway um if you have a chance to see fate of the furious don't necessarily um <laughs> good good yeah uh, it oh my sweet mother of god so i read ahead because i'm a little cheater and uh the next in fact this is how we're going to segue into this so anyway the men in black thing is the thing that's going to happen hemsworth valkyrie uh, i don't know what else to say you read ahead yeah, the next link in the show notes. Oh, the box um, office mojo. Box office mojo. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, I did put it. Worldwide box grosses. Uh, so what is very fucking interesting to me is um, okay. Number one, Avatar. Um, I'll come back to that one for a second. But since we're segueing, number six is Furious Seven. The fucking seventh Fast and the Furious movie is number six in worldwide box office grosses. Dude, of it's a all huge fucking time. franchise. It is a huge fucking franchise. I'm having a hard time believing that because. I, I just I can't even I I I'm, and it was Paul Walker's swan song. I I get that I get that, but number one, Paul Walker. Look, I, he was never the best actor. I, I, I'll just come out and say it. I just it's not even that he's never had the star power. Like uh, without a doubt, Vin Diesel or The Rock are far 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 more famous than Paul Walker. Paul Walker has ever been. 
but man, I just that f- any of the Fast and the Furious movies make this list is amazing to me. Like even top 100. Okay, so anyway, number, number twelve, Fate of the Furious, right there, the one that I just fucking trashed on, is number twelve on the all-time yeah. box office. Okay, so a lot of these other ones aren't super surprising to me. Uh, this is another interesting one. Number one is Avatar. Uh, n- the the reason that's surprising to me is because it, it's not that great of a movie. There's nothing standout about about uh, about it. I I I can't think of anybody who's actually talked about Avatar on purpose other than to say, man, nobody really talks about that movie. Avatar in was of the fact that it's like huge. Avatar was very visually. Attractive. That's it. Like that. That's and, the thing. It, it's and it's a. Uh, it was groundbreaking because it was a move. One of those movies that, that was released theatrically in 3D, but it was actually filmed in 3D. Yeah, so like it, one it of two real. movies that year. I think the other one was like Piranhas, something like that. Yeah. Um. So the reason I put this article in here is actually not so much to talk about the overall worldwide gross box office, but percentages. I for whatever reason I decided I wanted to talk math. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, math. Yay. So it's you look at. A, exciting show domestic guys. versus overseas almost always overseas is uh is the bigger number oh yeah like that ex- that actually to me explains avatar um, it, it's uh 72 overseas yeah literally the box office total from avatar only 27.3 percent came from united states uh the lowest one in the top 10 is the force awakens 45 percent of it came from domestic sales uh 55 approximately um, from overseas but here's where i'm going to talk about how groundbreaking black panther is scroll down to number 14 oh no like uh i this this movie i don't know if they've updated this list recently but i think black panther is actually further up this list uh 51 percent domestic well this list should like just auto refresh update. Should, yeah it should auto update so i think it's still at 14 but i think now it's the number one uh domestic uh box office superhero movie but look at the domestic percentage Oh yeah, that's what I just said. Fifty-one percent. Fifty-one. It's it's the only thing that's over fifty percent in uh, until you get to the Dark Knight at number thirty-three. Yeah. No, no, no. Rogue One. Oh, Rogue, Rogue One's fifty percent. Is yeah. it? Oh, you're right. Um, but you're right. Otherwise, it looks like uh, the next the next highest. Shrek Two made forty-eight percent. Domestic. Uh, Shrek yay 2 for Shrek was a 2. damn fine movie, all right? The Hunger Games Catching Fire was 49% domestic. Yeah, I just, I look at some of these, like, uh, uh, the, the regular old Star Wars, 59.5% domestic. That yeah. that might actu- actually be the, the winner of this. Yeah, that, that's the highest But I mean, you have to think about that, too. In 1977, we had less distribution out of the United States. Oh, yeah, for you know sure. I mean? so, um, um, but look, Furious 7, like you, you made that comment on that one about how high it is up there, but it's only 23% that came from U.S., like 76% yeah, no, came from the I mean, from that, that, that's actually the surprise to me uh, that uh, it made that much money anywhere. <laughs> like Avatar for me isn't that surprise, uh, surprising. I, I knew, uh, or at least I'd heard Chris Early that it, it, it had killed in China. Um, uh, so that's not shocking. And I knew it did really well um, domestic as well. Um, but yeah, that's, that is surprising to me that it, it is still up there at the top of the list. Yeah, this is, um, I don't often just like look at numbers, just look at numbers and whatnot, but I, I, I thought that was really weird because, uh, not, not weird necessarily. I mean, obviously the rest of the world is much larger than the United States. Yeah. And, um, so especially like when you consider Chinese box office and whatnot, like when you put that in there, it, it it's not surprising that a lot of, um, uh, money comes in from that what's surprising to me is the movies that actually are almost half or more than half uh domestic box office yeah 
this is a dumb one, but under Studio, Star Wars The Force Awakens, BV. What is BV? It lists the same under Marvel's Avengers. It's not Di- Disney. What? What is the... What am I... Uh, Buena Vista. Buena Vista? Yeah. Really? Weird. Because they are. Yeah, no, I get it. it. It's just... It's all distribution. Okay, that makes sense. So. All right, so anyway. Uh, so yeah, yeah that's, cool that's, link that's, that's in that. the show notes. Uh, whatever.co slash uh, 110. You can find the show notes for this episode. Yeah. Um, all right. So we have a question on whether or not to delete Facebook. Elon Musk did it. Yep. <laughs> Elon Musk did it without prejudice. Uh, uh, that that was some funny. They're news. like, what about you? You have Facebook? He's like, I do. Yeah. Not so, anymore, bitch. Number Bam. one. It's Elon Musk. Like he he knows this company has a Facebook because like that's been the default status for uh, companies uh, for quite a while now is that you have a Facebook. One of the things that I find immensely annoying, immensely just fucking fantastically annoying, is that many businesses, small uh, uh, businesses especially, only have a uh, online presence on Facebook. Like um, yeah. um, especially restaurants. If you go look at restaurants, you got say like a sixty forty chance that you're going to be able to find an actual website uh, versus just a Facebook page, or or you know straight up just uh, nothing. We, but we have a website. Yeah, we have a website. It's not that hard. Um, so the thing is, um, uh, Facebook's grossing me out a lot lately. Here, here's the thing. Um, and and this is. God damn it. I I totally agree, but there are like so I have a few friends, some family that literally I can only connect with on Facebook. And like for that reason and that reason alone, I I keep it. In fact, the only reason that I get to go meet my my daughter that I've never is met Facebook, before yeah. is I, is through Facebook and whatnot. I heard, I heard so. that um um so one of my favorite podcasts accidental to- accidental tech podcast um discussed this this week it's an apple-centric podcast i think i've mentioned it on the show before and they were talking about the same thing um recent news uh that has everybody up in arms about facebook myself included is the cambridge analytica scandal which is to say a company that um used facebook with facebook's basically explicit approval uh to data mine and uh contribute propaganda to the thing otherwise known as uh fake news before that was a term that meant nothing um thanks to our president um and so they were they had basically the same uh, the same take like if you want to get away from facebook you have to understand that you don't only just delete your facebook profile um but you have to stop using whatsapp you have to stop using Instagram. You have to stop using a small handful of other things. Right. Um, and so it's it's kind of difficult to do that. Like, uh, and, and the same thing came up for me. Like, I'm sitting here. I've been thinking for the last couple of weeks. Like, I should probably just delete it. Like, I, I don't like this company. They're all a bunch of scumbags. Um, I'm really disappointed in Zuckerberg. Actually. Or at least... Like, first off, I'm not because I've never had any any illusions to who Zuckerberg is. Like, one of his earliest quotes was like, uh, yeah, I'm fleecing these fucking idiots or something like that um, from uh, like that's going back to when like Facebook was only available to like Harvard students. Oh, uh, um, well, you had to uh, you had to have a like a legit college registered uh, email to, to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And and like people were like, oh, but he's grown out of that. And, he, and the thing is, he hasn't. He's been a scumbag from day one. He's still a scumbag. He's still doing morally reprehensible. things. Yeah. Uh, he 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 throws out an air of altruism these days, though. That like it, you, you want to believe it, but, but then to me, at the it, same time, like, his company is just 
to me, it plays entirely like uh, you, like he's sitting in a room with a bunch of PR people as he's eating the heart of a child. And he's like, how do I make it seem like I, I'm trying to do good in the world? And they're like, well, talk about how Facebook is using algorithms to blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, you're, you're using it to sell our shit to basically anybody who's got money. That's um, the thing. Facebook al- algorithms are fucked up and Facebook shouldn't use them, period, for anything. Because honestly, people have... I'm So... Yes, I'm sick of Facebook. I'm sick of Facebook because I don't want I I don't want to scroll through my Facebook feed and and see your political opinions even if I believe them. Like I don't I'm so that I'm just I'm sick of it. I don't want to see your fucking uh memes. I like if you want to post something about something that actually happened to you in your life, great. Awesome. That's fine. I'll stop. I'll read it. I might not comment. I'm not going to like everything you post. But I'm just like people just post shit now like it's it's just garbage all it is well, is I like mean, it's it's like any other um so this is like sort of the trajectory of social media like in the early days like so like even starting with facebook like in the harvard days like you could legit you just use that to connect with people yeah. when i signed up um so i was a very late comer to the facebook bandwagon i, I was too when I signed up, though, like one of the things that it, that I really liked about it was like I could friend all these people who I hadn't seen for a few years and kind of connect and and you know catch up with the, where they're at, and it was just basically a lot less bullshit. And so, like, uh, you know, the biggest best encapsulation of why I hate Facebook today is like every other post is an image post of gigantic fucking neon text that says something stupid like "Ugh, so tired today." Um. Yeah. No. No one gives a shit. Nope, absolutely nobody does. Uh, and so, like, I, I just kind of, I, I, um, number one, uh, that, you know, the content is just not there. And, and I, I know you could, you could look at that and say, you just have shitty friends. Uh, and you know what? That, that's the thing. I don't think there's anybody on Facebook who just doesn't have shitty friends. Like, there, there's yeah. nobody you can't, like, the, the quality to noise ratio is so fucking low that, like, I, I can't just be bothered to go there for most, most things. And then secondarily, the company is just it's just scumbags it's well, scumbags all the way down and i think we all get caught up in in the like oh i got a friend request yeah i know this person i'll accept it okay here's here's my thing and then, three, then like they immediately want you to sign up for sensi candles or something well like that. three quarters of my facebook friends like i barely respected you before i knew that you didn't know the difference between a possessive pronoun and a contraction See, like I'm, I'm, like, I'm even past grammar Nazi shit. Like, like, as much as that annoys me, like I'm, I'm even past that. It's just like, oh, oh, like you, like oh, you, you're, you, you think that you think the Parkland kids, you think they're, they're, they're Soros actors or some stupid shit like that. Like, uh, Jesus like Christ. there, there's so many just like, oh my god, dumb things. Like, so anyway, um, uh, like the fact that somebody posts something and then another person shares it and then that other person sees it and they automatically well oh oh well this is this is the gospel yeah. this is how things are so i don't he's know he's a paid actor the the short story here is like actually um, we just have so many shitty things happen in our country that this kid happened to be present in two of them yeah the the thing the thing here is um i haven't deleted my facebook account um one reason is entirely self-serving which is that uh i still have the whatever page like yeah um um i have got that set up so that like when i tweet something on the whatever show account it goes to the facebook account and that's all fair and like i get some interactions there that are a lot of fun i mean i I, I guess technically we're both admins so you could delete yours and it wouldn't stop that but then like then i won't be able to delete mine and that's not fair 
but that and, and the second thing is messenger like yeah uh and and i'm sure a lot of whatsapp people are feeling this way because like as was discussed in that uh podcast i was mentioning um which actually was the most recent accidental tech podcast i can't remember the episode number sorry you figured out um they uh mentioned whatsapp um so whatsapp bought by facebook um it it is like the de facto standard, like more so than SMS, more so than uh, um, iMessage, more so than basically any other you know instant message protocol in lots and lots of parts of the world. And then what do you do? Like if you really want to get a fa- rid of Facebook, do you just not talk to you know uh, uh, most of the people you know because it, it, like they don't ask for your phone number, they ask for your like WhatsApp thing, you know? Yeah, um, I don't use that, but that's because I'm old. Uh, I mean, it, it's not even because you're old. It's just not nearly as big a deal in the United States. But if you go outside of the United States, yeah. in, in, in quite a lot of places, WhatsApp is like the de facto. Uh, here's the thing. Um, whatever. I I, I got to stop paying attention to Facebook um, because it, for my own, for the same reason that I don't want to talk politics on the show all the time anymore. I'll take a jab here and there. But like, yeah. I don't want to have like, I don't, I don't want to open the show with, with that. And it's, it's, man, it's my mental health, man. Like, I don't. I mean, I mean, for me, it's it's just basically like, um, there's no reward in going to Facebook. Like, I, once you realize that, like, you're you're the you're the the hamster on the wheel, uh, like with with the Facebook thing, uh, it makes it very easy to like, uh, either delete the app from your phone or stick it in a folder somewhere, turn off notifications, and just let it be. Because you know what, I've had notifications off of my phone for like uh the last several months and i check it once ever once in a blue moon like maybe once every two three weeks and i find out you know what every almost every single time i didn't miss shit yeah so that's the thing is when i when i actually uh switched to a phone that actually had an os that allowed me to uh do that with my notifications uh are you are you serious like you couldn't do that it's probably like a manufacturer thing but on your previous android phone you couldn't just like turn off dude it works sometimes you know what I mean? Like it was one of those things where it's just like, holy sweet yeah. mother of God, what sort of dark hell did Android crawl out of? Uh, yeah, uh, that's another story. But <laughs> and yeah. maybe they're better now. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's one of the first things I did is I I don't care when I get notifications on Facebook. I don't need the bubble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, even even Messenger, like uh, I, there was a link a while ago about how Facebook was going to launch Messenger Lite, which was like no games, no pay, and just, just, it's just a text messaging app. And I was like, oh shit, like I hit the app store so fast and then it wasn't there. And I was like, well, what the fuck? And I go back and I read the article and it's like, it's an Android only thing, mostly because they're trying to hit like low income markets where, and, and I mean like, you know, third world countries basically. Um, um, well, because, because people are, are legit giving away Android phones. Uh, nobody gives away iPhones. Yeah. And I was like, well, God damn it. I want that. Uh, please let me have that because I don't want any of this thing. Every single time Messenger updates, it gets worse. Like every single time Messenger updates, I open it up with like this severe sense of trepidation because it's going to be one more step between me and just simply chatting with the few people that I I do not have any other contact information for. Um, So yeah, I was like, oh man, I need this. And, and so even that like Messenger, like if if uh that's one of the things I, I keep meaning to talk to you about we we should really dump that as like a group chat mechanism and go with like one of the 92 other things that are way better um 
but that's the thing. Like, it's so convenient it's just, because everybody's it. there. Yeah, yeah. We know everybody's there. There's no, um, but on the other hand, like I've got a permanent badge when I open up the messenger app and I clicked it and I was like, well, what's this badge? And I go into it and it's like, you've got notifications turned off or whatever, or some shit like that. And it's like, yeah, I do. Uh, so no big deal. I, I don't want them. And then I go back and it's like, the badge is still there. And it's like, well, you motherfuckers. Like, yeah. I, I just want that to go away. Please make it go away. Well, and, and I think it's telling that Facebook is the only fucking app that you can get from the fucking app store that actually doesn't fucking turn off when you have it off for, you know, fucking 30 well, I mean, seconds or however long. It's, it, it's not a badge on the icon, like on the on the uh, springboard, but like in, in the app. When no, you no. The- but I mean, like just just the app in general like it's the only app that i force close regularly because it oh straight up yeah same it doesn't shut itself off um yeah i can't see it now i maybe it did turn itself off or maybe it was on uh, my ipad because like just when i click it anyway um yeah i just i i want i want the thing like i do want to go back to just where like i can just um um send messages to people and i don't want any of the other things i don't want games i don't want to buy money i don't want to send people money i just i just really just want to be able to text people in, in a method that makes it easy to connect with them like i don't want any of the other things the really thing- you, you know honestly really what i want i i, I want i want i message everywhere the money thing is handy but it's nothing that can't be solved using one of your favorite products these days apple pay um okay so that's an entirely like if if i get a transfer money to just anybody i'm probably going to lead towards the square cash app um just because it is truly i think the best way to do money stuff um but it is super super convenient that you can now transfer money in the uh, uh iMessage app um you can very easily like in fact if you put a dollar figure and then like oh hey no problem i'll pay you back for lunch i think it gives you an option like you just click in your autocomplete sort of bullshit on on the ios thing yeah you know like you send this person some money um which is cool um but no uh what i what i want to talk about is apple pay um not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. It's technology that's been out for like, I don't know, two or three fucking phone revisions at this point. But I'm finally ele- uh, able to get on the bandwagon. Um, my uh, Recently, my credit union um, changed up things so that I can sign up for Apple Pay. So they sent me a new card, got chip and pin, and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just for giggles. I'm going to see if I can add this to Apple Pay. And I could. And it's fucking glorious and the only disappointing factor is that i cannot use it absolutely everywhere uh, i go for everything um so i've got an apple watch i've got an iphone um so both of those things are capable of doing apple pay and i gotta tell you just being able to double click the little side button and then put my phone my my wrist on the little pay jigger it's so nice it, it is the best it is the you best you can use that anywhere there's like a fast pass kind of a thing on the uh basically like you can do it at safeway you can do it so at McDonald's. NFC? You can is do that... it. it is it is basically nfc um really the only reason that most places don't support it is because they're uh either a lazy or b doing it for incompetent reasons like so for example walmart all of their readers that they have in their stores are th- this one particular model that has all of this technology built into it and walmart turns it off and instead what they want you to do is do uh pay through walmart um because uh, it, it's tangentially uh, better for them because they don't have to pay credit fees if you do it through walmart they they basically do it through ach which makes it a little bit cheaper for them right um the other the downside though is it's way 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 less convenient to do um first off you have to uh open your phone unlock it get into the app wherever the app is on your actual phone you have to go to the pay thing you have to scan a little jigger. It, it's a pain in the ass um and conversely like apple pay without a doubt 
is faster than anything we've got so far. It's faster than swiping. It's faster than chip and pin. It's faster than whatever fucking proprietary Walmart pay is Starbucks bullshit things you can do. Uh, It is. It's not. It's not. um, It's it's uh, a second. um, The only thing that's worse is basically when uh, a company has its own proprietary thing. So, like, for example, um, only thing that's worse is when you got to hand them your card and they put it in that machine and then like slide the thing over. Like, like, I mean, like, like the Walmart thing is worse. Like, I, 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 uh, um, I, I tried the Walmart thing for a little while because I was like, oh, it'll be easier because I can just carry my phone. And and then it was like, no, this is way much more of a hassle. And and you're still, we're still not living in a world where I can just leave my wallet at home, so it's always with me anyway. Um, but like, dude, I, I lived I in that long... world for like the last year now. But then, uh, my fucking phone case where I kept my shit mm-hmm. started getting all tattered and beat up looking, and I was like, fuck it, I'll just carry a wallet again. Yeah, uh, I did. I did the smaller. I did the same 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 reason. Like it, I could. Uh, I. Ultimately, I decided like I cannot deal with how thick the phone is, or how big it is. Um, I I just want to have the regular old thing. Um, and and I like naked case. That was um, that was not bad. You don't have a case at all, but that one's. Yeah, no. Th- like th- when I do, I do actually keep a case around just in case. Like uh, just in case that's. Uh, I do keep a case around um, for like when I'm gonna do something where I think there's a possibility that I may drop or something in my phone. So like if we're going active somewhere, if we're gonna go hiking, or I'm gonna shoot a lot of video of the kids out, you know, doing blah 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 blah. Wait, if you're going to go what? Hiking. It's a thing we do. It's not very often, but like if we're going to do go do some kind of activity like that, if we're going to go to the park or something, I throw a case on my phone really quick on the way out. Um, he says he says hiking, whereas I was really surprised when he mowed his lawn a couple weeks ago. Uh, well, what I mean is stumbling drunk down to the Quickie Mart. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I'm just kidding. Um, so, yeah, the, the short story is... Apple Pay is without a doubt like the best implement- implementation for ways to transfer money electronically. I mean, sh- certainly if you're like some kind of like Neanderthal that still uses cash for whatever reason, um, you're going to stick with that. But uh, without a doubt, I'd prefer it greatly over um, either. <laughs> Matt, Matt actually has real dollars in his wallet. That's 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 quaint. Uh, um, and I'll explain why as soon as you're done talking about Apple Pay. <laughs> anyway, uh, so using it is phenomenal. It, it, it's it's good on the phone. It's even like it's even better if you have an Apple Watch and you have Apple Pay and there's an opportunity to do it anywhere. It is so so satisfying to just double click the little side button and stick your uh, watch up next to the reader and have it like you're done. Um, yeah. You occasionally have to enter your PIN depending, I think, on the transaction size. So, like, if it's over a certain dollar amount, you have to enter your PIN. Uh, or maybe it's depending on what the merchant's uh, um, requirements are for that. But, like, it's probably a combination of both. Otherwise, it is just phenomenal. Like, you just boop, 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 and then you're done, and you don't have to pull anything out of your pocket. You don't have to set the thing in there. It's way faster. Like, it reads faster than chip and pin. It reads faster, like, not not quite faster than a swipe, uh, um, um, unless you discount the time that it takes to, like, get your shit out of your pocket. Um, but, man, it is so nice. Um, so, yeah, I just, I basically, if you don't have, if you don't support Apple Pay, I fucking hate you. And that's that's the story. I, I don't like you. And every time I have to pull my card out now, I absolutely resent you. You know who I bet doesn't support Apple Pay? Who's that? Tyrese Gibson. Probably not. <laughs> I tried sticking my phone in his ass the other day and he was like, nope. I just uh, I just Cash created bitches. I just created an Internet beef with a celebrity I've never met just because I think he's a shitty actor. You know what? I, I'm sure he's listening to the show right now, and he's just like, I'll get you whatever a show. Somebody somebody's going to show him. He's secretly like half British. <laughs> Nah, see. Um, so I do have cash in my wallet. One of the reasons I have cash in my wallet is because I went to a concert last night. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, well, I tried to get you to go. You did. 
Uh, that was more for the audience. I I know about it. Uh, um, but we, we did talk, but but uh, <laughs> the uh, so. I, there's a band that I like that I've been listening to for several years. When I say several, I mean more than 20 because I'm old. But um, mm-hmm. they were a local band out of Eugene called Henry's Child. And then all of a sudden they weren't a band. And then like as of a year and a half, two years ago, they were a band again. And they're making new music and whatnot. Um, and uh, I happened to follow their page on Facebook. Dun, of all dun, places. Dun. Bah, bah, bah. Um and I am also Facebook friends with their lead singer. Uh, so I saw their post that they were going to be in my town, like three blocks away from my house at a bar. And I immediately grabbed my Facebook Messenger app. <laughs> <laughs> and I texted him and I was like, hey, man, um, you said music starts at six. How long are you guys going to be there? Because I got shit to do and I can't get there until, you know, after seven. And he's like, we don't even take the stage until 1015. And I was like, right on. I'm definitely going then. I'll see you then. So um, I did. I went down to the bar. Um, completely not my scene. Absolutely not a thing that I... <laughs> I mean, and, and I'm not talking... Like, I like pubs. I like brew pubs, breweries, whatever. Um, this was a bar bar. So the way you described it to me earlier was it was a barker, biker bar. Oh, it is a legit biker bar. And, and so what's funny about this is like... Uh, I, I mean, obviously, this is a podcast, so you cannot see Matt's current visage in all of its glory. Yeah, if but I like, put on a fucking cut and some leather chaps, I'd probably look the part. Yeah, he would definitely, like, nobody, like, it wasn't like he was, like, uh, walking in his, like, polo with a sweater over it, sort of like, oh, I see, this is one of those bar bars. I don't know, Marianne, I don't know if this is a place we should be. Yeah. It, no. it it seems a little uncouth. Um, yeah. No, like he. he <laughs> so that's the funniest part to me is like the the uh like as much as like pull the call around Jeeves. Yeah, like I, I'm not insecure about this at all anymore. But um, as much as like I'm not a guy guy. Uh, like I'm, I'm like picturing you walking in and be like, well, shit, dog. Like I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, about don't this. get me wrong. Like yeah. I was not intimidated. Like yeah, well, it's I mean. Just- at this point, like I think we're both like past the point where like like it's truly intimidated. You just walk in and kind of go like, "Oh, I I don't really fit here very well." Um, it's just not my scene. Like I'm not a bar guy. Like I've, okay, so here's the thing. Like I've never been like a singles guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah, for sure. So like it's not like I've been to bars where like I'm like I'm hanging out looking to score with a chick or mm-hmm. you know anything Same. like so. And then like any of the relationships i've been in like we've never been like oh let's go to the bar let's hang out at the bar this is not what we do no um, like you know there's there's a lot of examples like we do like um both of us i think are much more likely to go to like a, a brew pub like yeah. as in a locally owned brewery yeah, sort absolutely. of thing where you can buy food as well um but not neither one of us i think are very apt to go to like a quote unquote bar bar where um you know uh like you're describing yeah. So the 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 thing is, is this place is also cash only. Like apparently they've not entered uh, the 20th century, let alone the 21st. Yes. So, well, uh, the, you know, the early 20th century, I, I don't quite think they have debit cards, but any place that has only accepted cash since like, say, like 2005 to me has been like an anachronism. Like, like it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't w- realize I, I walked through a wormhole to the past. When, right. when I stepped into the door here, that's very surprising, you know? Like, Voodoo Donuts, I think, you can get away with it because, like, they're 
voodoo donuts and people come because they're voodoo donuts yeah honestly their donuts are kind of only mediocre as well and you mostly go for like the uh it's it, it's just the bragging rights it, that's yeah, really all it is like what is it like it's like cult of personality more than anything anyway but uh anyway so i i went to a bar and um the cool thing is is i went there um alone because eddie wouldn't go yeah, I thought I had a work thing, and then I didn't, and it was really disappointing. You should have liked to go. You yeah, because it was gone. actually a fun show. Yeah, I, I'm sure it was, and I, I don't um, think I have no relationship with Henry's Child, and I don't know that I've ever heard anything by any any of it. I so. think you'd have been impressed. I think you'd have been yeah, impressed. Yeah, I, I'm sure they got shit online. You should like me. Um, they're on Apple Music actually, but really, yeah. Uh, well, I'm on Spotify because I'm not. A they human. might be on Spotify. I don't yeah, know. Okay, I'm gonna uh, Google it while you're doing that. They um so. The first thing is I saw Andy, the singer, walking around a couple times. So word. Um, I didn't, I didn't go chat with him right away. I actually ran into um a girl that was in, in high school with me. She was actually one or two years ahead of me in high school. Um, I used to have a couple classes with her husband, and uh, so I I ran into her and I was like, "Holy tits!" And I was like, "Oh, hey, you person from high school, this is who I am." And she was like, "Oh, I totally remember you. Did you know my sister's here?" And she pointed to her sister, who was actually like a couple years younger than than me in high school, and her husband was sitting over there. So I went over there and talked to her and met her husband and whatnot. Um, and the funny thing is, is running into her was almost kismet because I grew up with a with a friend of mine um, who was super into this band, um, and I texted her earlier in the night and I was like, "Hey, these guys are going to be in my town, which is 15 minutes from your town. If you want to, if you want to come, you know, hang out and watch music or whatever." And she was like, I can't, I already have plans, blah, blah, blah. And then I run into this other girl who happens to be like her super bestie from high school. Mm-hmm. Like she's the godmother of her kid and whatnot. So, um, so I, I hung out with them. Um, the, the one girl's husband actually is in a band and his drummer was playing with Henry's child last night because I think it might be a regular thing now. So they don't have a permanent drummer or didn't. Cool. Um, so anyway, um, I went over, I talked to Andy for a little bit, um, just real quick. Cause he was kind of prepping for getting ready for the show. And then I actually ran into him again, right before they took the stage and chatted with him for another couple of minutes. And, uh, it was a, it was a fun show. Um, he actually, uh, said that if we want him on the show, we need to arrange it. So we might be able to have a, a guest. We should bring him on and have him teach us how to play guitar. He doesn't play guitar. He's a vocalist. Like he's we, we, like we, he is he is an actual front man. Oh, okay. Uh, we, should, we should have him teach us how to do that. Like, hey, how do you attract an audience and be charismatic? Uh, we're we're struggling. Just if you could give us any tips. Yeah. Um. You know, he might. They also have a podcast. So this is the funny part of the conversation. So I was talking to him about it, and I go, "Yeah, man." I go, "I actually have a podcast, and I really wanted to ask you to come on, um, but I didn't want to seem like the asshole that just friended you on Facebook." Actually, he I think he sent me the friend request, but like I didn't want to just be like. Yeah, come come like my shit. Do something for me. Yeah. You know? Um, and I go, and then you guys started your podcast. And I was like, well, shit, a lot of this stuff is what I would have asked you anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he looks at me. He goes, he goes, man, he goes, synergy is everything, man. So, like, if you want us, just ask. Okay. And I was like, oh, all right. Like, he's like, seriously. Like, and I was like, okay. So then, um, anyway, they put on a hell of a show. I had a lot of fun. Um it's the first concert I've been to in a while. And it's definitely like the first one that I've ever just gone to on my own. Um, even though it was at a bar down the street from my house, it was still a pretty good show. 
Um, it was, it was, um, the, this was actually, and the, the most important thing that I should mention is this was actually a benefit for a dude named Jason Rowe, um, who is a pretty prominent figure on the local music scene, um, and around here, especially, uh, who was diagnosed with cancer pretty recently. Cool. And, I, I uh, just, I, I was, uh, while we were, while Matt was talking, I was, uh, searching Facebook because I'm a great co-host that totally pays attention and hangs on to every word so I can adequately add to the conversation. Yes. And definitely wasn't searching Facebook for the band Henry's Child. Um, they are, um, actually, it's easier than I thought. You can go to Henry's, henryschild.com. Um, and that gets you to them, but I was, I was looking on Facebook for them because I'm pretty uh, sure they have their, their, their first two records. Like you can just straight up download them from their website. Yeah. And, and, uh, I don't know about the first two, but I did check Spotify as well. You can go pick up like 2015 ish era stuff from, uh, that. There is uh, no 2015 ish era stuff. Well, that's what it said on Spotify. I don't fucking know. So my, it's not my fucking problem. This is just, that's what I, the, when I found it, unless there's <laughs> something else that is also named Henry's. What Child. you're looking for, what you're looking for is a record called, uh, Mumbles and Screams and then another record called clearly confused okay that's it henry's child screams mumbles and screams yeah um that's that's the one yeah it, it, but it those are definitely not circa 2015 they might have been added to spotify in 2015 i think that's probably the case so clearly confused and mumbles and screams uh both list as 2015 on spotify um uh, yeah so that's what you're looking for guys and gals cool so how is this about GNR? This is not. <laughs> uh, Mumbles and Streams got out in 1997, uh, and then uh, so did Clearly Confused. So cool. Uh, anyway, because we're old. But yep. uh, no, that was why I had cash in my pocket. That was I only told that story so that you knew why I had cash, and that was because Merlin's, the bar that I went to, is cash only. Um, also, I needed cash because it was a benefit for raising money for this dude um, and his cancer treatment and whatnot. And so I definitely threw my money in the, he in the pocket but guns and roses so i don't know about you but when i was in middle school the first the first i'm gonna throw this out there cassette tapes that i ever bought i started buying on cassette too you're not that old we're uh or at least we're both uh, as old guns and roses usually illusion one and two okay Guns N' Roses was kind of my thing throughout middle school and high school. And then, you know, not much after that, because I don't think they did anything after that um, until Chinese democracy, which was a big joke. And Dr. Pepper, you know, even was like, hey, if this record comes out this year, we'll give everybody in the world free Dr. Pepper. Um, <laughs> it was ter- I don't know. Which they actually had to pay up on <clears throat> one year. But mm-hmm. uh, anyhow. So. I don't know, man. Like, I just, I didn't listen to Guns N' Roses for a long time. Um, I, other, you know, you'd hear them on the radio or whatnot. Uh, but I started listening to that record the other day, um, Usual Illusion 1. I was mowing the lawn, actually. And I was like, you know, this is not the first time I've mowed the lawn to this. <laughs> uh, Maybe the first time in this uh, decade. Uh, as an adult, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But, uh, no, I was, I was listening to it. And actually, as much as I hate to admit it, Axl Rose... It's kind of a goddamn genius. Like the arrangement on that record, both of them. Like, n- don't get me wrong. I-, I agree, but also don't tell Axel that because no, he's no, way no. too up his own ass. About no, it. no, no, definitely don't mention that to Axel if you know him. But uh, I, I'm still like to this day like those records to me. It, it's kind of like um, uh, 
David Bowie's uh, Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars record, like it's one of the most well put together records on the face of the planet. And then you listen to the Guns N' Roses usually one and two. And yes, there's there's crude stuff, there's vulgar stuff in the record. But at the end of the day, like the actual arrangement, engineering, like how the songs were written. I'm super impressed still. Like as an adult who has a discerning taste in music now, like I, I listened to those records and I was like, you know, this is actually still pretty good. So that's well, my, that's my guns cool. and roses. Uh, I can kind of add a little bit to this. Um, the other day, do, cause I don't want to feel like this was just me. Like, well, I, I can't really give you more GNR stuff. Um, uh, because, um, uh, GNR, are you, you going to talk about Incubus and their morning view record? Cause it's good. No, <laughs> I mean, I could, but no, um, what I was going to say, like, as long as we're old manning it up over here, um, the other day, I can't remember why, um, Oh, I think, I, I don't know, was somebody else on a podcast? Uh, Why is because you're getting older and sometimes it happens? Yeah, uh, you get nervous and it's, sometimes it's yeah. cold and yeah. No, why actually in this case was um, I some uh, another podcast I really, really like. One of my, actually, it's probably my fav- favorite podcast that I'm not on is uh, Due by Friday. And they were talking about Beatles uh, and Beatles songs. And oh, so, I know where you're going with this. I went down the bunny trail of the Beatles and I was like, oh, I need to check this out and listen to some Beatles, and I, I've never... Okay, so first off, if you go back 10 years, I would have said, I don't get the Beatles, I don't see what everybody sees in the Beatles, whatever, who the fuck cares? That's disappointing to me, because I knew you 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, Um. and so here's the thing about the Beatles. Um. That's not an uncommon position for people, you know, my age. Like, if you if you were born uh, uh way after the Beatles' last record was produced, you may not have understood that the things you found cliche about the Beatles were only cliche because every fucking buddy copied it after the fact um right down to writing your own music yeah uh <laughs> secondarily um uh that's not true i i, I eventually grew out of that because a lot of it was like oh the beatles uh oh, they're they're way too famous who could possibly care about the beatles they're, they're just it's a it's a pop culture fad and blah blah blah. and then you actually start more listening famous to stuff. than jesus yeah then you start actually listening to stuff and you get into like the white album and you realize like oh oh shit dude oh shit they're they're like they're like good and it's not just pop hits and blah 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 and even the pop hits you're like oh oh no wait if you listen to those pop hits those are clever um the music's really well done uh blah 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 and they're good so short story is i became a pretty big beatles fan in the last i don't know five or ten years um in in so far as like uh i'm i i wouldn't even like it's almost unfair to say I'm a big Beatles fan. I, I enjoy the Beatles. I like them. I have uh, enough familiarity to say, like, uh, if if you don't, like, I, I think one of my friends tweeted, like, uh, okay, so the, the genesis of this is, like, uh, I, I started playing the Beatles and my daughter and my son were like, oh, man, I don't care about the Beatles. They're dumb or whatever. And I was like, no, you're dumb. Listen up, motherfucker. Um, and, and so, like, we kept playing Did your wife say something about not liking the beatles too like, she she still probably is like it's it's just not really her jam like I, she can in, intellectually understand why they're like a seminal artist but it's just not really her thing and and i get that it's fine so it, it, i mean did you get a pretty good attorney yeah uh we, we the it should be final in then like the next 14 <laughs> to 21 days um anyway uh so my my daughter especially was just like ah whatever the beatles uh, stupid i don't like it um and then the next day I come home and she's like, uh, I, I hear, I hear some, I hear a tone coming from the room. 
and and I'm listening, and I hear like a ah oh, look at all these lonely people, and I'm like what what what's that you're playing there, Ellie? And and she she looks abashed for like a second. And she's like uh, Eleanor Rigby, and I was like oh oh because. Picks up the rice at a church where a wedding has been. Yeah, and I was like, uh, so, um, hey, Squidward, you like Krabby Patties, don't you? Um, basically, I was like, so, so, Ellie, Ellie, you like the, you like the Beatles a little bit? And then, yeah, and then the next few days, like, she, she's like walking through the house singing, like, Let It Be. And, and I'm like, up, 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 got her. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So yeah, people, I I posit to you this. Um, it just it, much much as I did on Twitter when I was like, um, I tweeted that the the whole start of this I think was somewhere along the lines of like, well, my wife and daughter just admitted they hate the Beatles, and uh, so basically those positions in my family are open now. And and I got some replies, and one of my friend, one of my other uh, friends said something along the lines of like, oh man, you got to look for a new friend too. And I was like, uh, I think I, I like, think I'm what fine I said, with that. No. <laughs> I, I, I think what I said was something along the lines of like. There are no people who don't like the Beatles, only people who don't know what uh, Beatles they like or something along those lines. Because I fall very much in that category as well. Like, I'm not really a big fan of the super poppy Beatles uh, British invasion shit. But, like, once you start getting up to, like, Abbey Road, uh, uh, um, Sgt. Pepper, uh, White Album, uh, that's not in chronological order. I'm sorry. No, it um, absolutely isn't. No, not at all. Um, but once you start Abbey getting Road into the... Abbey Road was one of the later ones. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, the later albums especially like are like my jam. Let it, thing... let it Be is actually one of my favorite records but i like the let it be naked record that where they they stripped out all the phil specter extra production shit mm-hmm. and that's amazing yeah th- there are some uh, like uh there are some glorious remasters too like th- we've lived through a period of like basically the star wars special edition versions of the beatles and very recently um there have been some remasters of the the a lot of stuff like sergeant pepper remaster just came out fairly recently i think mono tracks uh, um, but remastered for modern day equipment. Um, hey Luna, Luna is a big fan of the Beatles as well. She wanted to get that in. Um, and holy shit, man, it's it's so good. Like, there's so much. And like, the thing you have to do a little bit when you're listening to the Beatles is put on your like 1970s hat or 1965 hat and think like, you know, some of this stuff sounds really super familiar. And you know why it sounds familiar? Because the Beatles did it, and then fucking everybody in the world copied it. Um. Or took inspiration from it. Or a lot of the reasons, like, listen to Helter Skelter for, like, five fucking seconds and tell me that they're not, like, proto-punk. Uh, yeah. No, th- I mean, they were they were pure and simple, like, trendsetters. Yeah. Uh, and, and, like, and it's ridiculous because they were trendsetters in, like, many genres. Well, they were good. They were, they were good. That's the thing is, like, they were all talented musicians. Uh, Ringo was a later addition because he wasn't the original drummer. He was just the drummer that the studio was like, yeah, you got to ditch this other guy because, you know. Yeah. If you want to make a record, you got to have this guy, see? Then you got a license to print money, yeah, uh, and, which they pretty much turns did. Turns out they did, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. No, I'm, I, I mean, I'm hardcore Beatles. In fact, if you look over at that bookshelf, like, there's fucking shit on the shelf there's actual um bar music yeah in that book over there that's you know beatles um i don't know man uh beatles guns and roses i don't think you can lose i mean guns and roses does a cover live and let die which is a paul mccartney song i think it was with wings but not close enough you know close enough that's a beatle he's Um, a beatle yeah i I don't know george george is my favorite beatle I'll be honest. George, really? That's George, funny. Yeah. 
I, I think I think Paul and John are the the most commons, and, and and unfortunately for Ringo, I don't think anybody says says Ringo, even though Ringo is is like very talented in his own right. But Ringo's also kind of an ass. Um, yeah. But uh, if you grab that red book when you're when we're done, like it, it's it's the actual like music. Yeah. And if you look at some of the shit that George wrote, like fucking uh, see, it, he the, played like almost everything he played was bar chords, which were any and the fingering is he had to have had six fingers on each hand to do some of it probably yeah yeah so lizard person which i think is why i respect him so much yeah because the extra fingers it's like in bird culture that's that's a huge you know win yeah yeah yeah, absolutely um i don't know so we got um oh the last piece last piece and this goes back to henry's child uh while we're talking music anyway they did a really cool song that was one of their songs, but when they started out, they started out by playing Tom Sawyer. Oh man! And they blended into the War Pigs, and then into their song, and it was fucking beautiful. It was, it was. That's 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 a dope move. Like anytime I hear art. Tom Sawyer drop, I'm like on board. It was our uh, Foo Fighters actually did that. The show that I saw. God, fuck you! Stop telling me. They, like they, <laughs> I only... got tickets for that, and I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna see it, and then if they don't fucking Do play you have Tom tickets? Sawyer. Yeah, I I don't you, know. Are um, you going to the Rose Garden? I don't know if I posted this. I, I definitely posted this on you Facebook. You certainly didn't tell me, you fucking son of a bitch. I I posted it on Facebook, which I, holy no, shit, man! This I swear to God, I did. Um, but I posted it on Facebook. Uh, for my birthday, um, which they've been holding off telling me because we just hadn't gotten together. Uh, David and Chrissy, whose wedding we're gonna perform. Uh, um, <laughs> because we're ordained ministers. Can we uh, do a podcast at the wedding? Is that kosher? Can we? I don't know. I I, I think they're probably more open to like say like like if like fucking we're internet ministers. Like if 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 that's not if if uh, that's you know not the straw that broke the camel's back, I think we could probably you know set some I mean, mics up. It's a it's a it's a picnic style potluck. Like I'm sure if like if, if anybody wants to come down and see a live podcast, bring a food <laughs> item, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh god um but yeah for my birthday they bought uh foo fighters tickets for me and ash and and they bought some for themselves so we're all gonna group up and go to i think the garden show yeah you're a son of a bitch oh i mean you've already fucking gone so fuck you first but um yeah. but i've only seen them twice i this will be my this like this is probably my foo fighters cherry right now so. and i mean i mean the first time technically was in like 1990 six or okay, something so harder because i actually think that's a bigger like um when, once you've gone and seen them as they're like this huge mega act but dude no it, it's actually it's actually really crazy uh because i they had one record mm-hmm. the first time i saw them they had a couple songs from the next record and and i did hear those songs uh you know. i'm assuming one of them was ever long or is that no that's before that blew up no that was so yeah so you would have you're you're taking a couple of songs from color in the shape right yeah but they it, i don't even know if hero is one of them <clears throat> well that's crazy uh but anyway that that must be early early in in the color in the shape days dude, because... that, it was at no it wasn't even color in the shape days like it was it was they were still touring technically for the first record they just had a couple songs what that they was were that working album on. was that just foo fighters I just foo fighters yeah. yeah um and uh it was at the salem armory yeah I, I remember we, we we've told this story a lot of times, but we probably have. Yeah, um, but I'll tell it again because Foo Fighters and I love it. <laughs> but but uh, th- that detail didn't come out like uh, that it was before Color in the Shape. Like I, I thought that uh, by the time you'd gone and seen them, Color in the Shape was a thing. But um, that's 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 pretty rad that you got to see the like the inaugural album and then like Color in the Shape stuff was like early release at that point. Dude, uh, 
Dave Grohl's a fucking showman, man. He he's so goddamn good and just relatable and he calls everybody motherfuckers a lot. You know, it's just No, I'm on board cuz you know, we most of us are. Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, technically just in in the in the literal sense, but hey, like in your the wife's got kids. Uh, okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. See? So so does yours. Yeah. In fairness. Yeah. yeah. Um a couple of my wives had kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Technically, think, only fucking one of them, though. Um, I, I think we're losing the plot a little. No? Yeah? Okay, so go see the Foo Fighters if you get a chance. Um, got tickets. I'm going to. I was going to go see Metallica at the at the Moda Center in fucking December, but then I could only get 300-level tickets, and they would have cost me like 150 bucks a piece, and I'm not going to pay that much money to sit in 300-level. Just won't do it. Yeah, but the, the the downside is if you want to sit in like two or one, you you got to pay like a thousand dollars. No, actually, the hundred level tickets are like two hundred, two twenty five, something like that. Which God damn, like, like even still, like I'm. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like if you and me were both going, and we just happened to buy our tickets at the same time so we could sit together, I would pay two hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah, I can get that, but I'm not gonna pay five hundred dollars after service fees for two tickets yeah you know what i mean sure. like it's not gonna happen so uh you probably won't see metallica ever i don't know i i, I think it's unlikely for me at this point because like i wanted to tickets go last only get year. more expensive and as much as i like metallica i'm definitely not like in the diehard like i'll i'll pay three hundred dollars to see him sort of camp so last year i would have gone to see him at the at CenturyLink field uh, number one the tickets were a little bit less expensive the problem is, is I would have had to go up like four days before I saw Tom Petty at Safeco Field. And do I actually drive to Seattle and back twice in that stretch of time? Or do I just go up there and stay in Seattle until the rest of my family gets there? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, Okay, let's close out. We got one more uh, gigantic piece of news actually in the wrestling section. Oh, God, we do. We're three hours in. Fuck. We're going to cut a lot of this out, I think. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Um. So the the last piece of news we have for you in the wrestling section section even is uh, Daniel Bryan. Um, yeah. So actually, I should probably like I'll I'll give you the I'll give you the lead, but um, I I'm gonna let Matt take it away after that because he's got way more connection with Daniel Bryan and and the character and, and uh, wrestling in general than I have in the last say uh, 15 years. I mean, like I've come back into the product, but honestly, I don't think I've really watched anything but pay per views in the last uh, five, and five in the Daniel last Bryan's years. been out of the picture the entire time. Yeah. For, so, so so the news here is uh, Daniel Bryan who has been sidelined due to medical injuries, I think uh, neck injury, concussion related. Uh, he's been out medically. Um, he, he was a manager on Raw for a while. Is that true? SmackDown. He's a S- SmackDown SmackDown GM. manager. Um, it, it, he still is, right? Yeah. As of today. Um, uh, I mean, as of last Tuesday, he was. So the good news is they, they medically sidelined him, so he couldn't actually compete in ring, um, you know, for feel, like real life, not like kayfabe, like, but like he would actually injure himself. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of concern, especially around the concussions, I think. Yeah, um, he, he was sidelined uh, due to that, and so he's been uh, SmackDown's general manager for quite a while now. Um, fan favorite, as I understand it. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's super over. Uh, yeah, big thing though, he's now cleared to return to the ring after two plus years. Yeah, um, so and not by one doctor, but like four. Yeah, like several. I think I think he's doctors. had several doctors outside of the dub dub, and then um, he also had to have WWE's doctors clear him, which is crazy because Doctor Maroon, the the WWE doctor, um, he kind of like it was like a year year and a half ago. He was just like, look, I'll be surprised if I ever clear this guy. You know? Yeah. Um, but. 
you know, given enough pressure, uh, and I don't want to say it was pressure. Like maybe he's legit healthy enough. I hope he is. I hope he is because he's a hell of a fucking athlete. Um, and he, he's, he spent a lot of his, his youth, um, developing his skills and, and performing in the Indies. Uh, he's what a lot of the guys these days like to refer to as an indie darling. Yeah. Um, and he's earned it. Um, you know, he's the one guy that's famous from Aberdeen, Washington, that didn't fucking put a shotgun in his mouth. So you got that going for you, right? That's super dark, but I love you for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, no, he, he's, he's legit fun to watch. And so two things. I don't know how we're going to progress with him. Like, I don't know how soon his first match is. Uh, we could get something at Mania. If we do, I assume it means that this has actually been in the works for quite some time, and they just made the announcement recently. I, I'm kind of guessing. Uh, I I think honestly, this took Dub Dub by surprise as much as it did the fans. And I think at Mania, we will get some in ring action, but it won't be like a match. I think it'll be likely to be interference or a last minute addition or something like that. Like they're gonna start him light. Like I I just think if you if you don't start him light, you're kind of an idiot. So I think he's gonna come out and it's gonna be a big deal, kayfabe story wise but i don't think it's going to be a huge like he's not gonna he's not aj he's not gonna come out and pull some aj shit like first match back uh no probably not first match back but man i'm really looking forward to the possibility of aj versus daniel bryan uh, you said that like as soon as um i think we both uh, within like the space of 20 minutes of each other text each other about this and i think you're probably right like that's one of the things that's got me excited too i, I think what i need to do is problem is neither one of those guys is technically a heel right now so yeah that's... well i know whatever i think i need to get on the network though and go review some of daniel bryan's highlights and do it. if it wouldn't surprise me if like it's not like a, a header for do for it. the network right now there's 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 an episode of raw that i watched that was really super impactful for me because he actually the entire arena basically kind of held raw hostage um in in like a his his um i think man was it pre i can't remember which wrestlemania it was it was only right before you came back into the fold i think um where he basically he had he ended up with two matches at WrestleMania. He had to beat Triple H, and then he went on to be in the main event um, at WrestleMania for the title. And uh, but it was so it was it was one of those Raws leading up to that. I think where um, like the entire arena was in the palm of his hand, and it was it was awesome. Anyway, so it, it anybody that's got a chance to go back and and watch some of Daniel Bryan's stuff. Um, you know, even even the pre WWE stuff is is pretty good. But like, if you his WWE run was amazing. He actually had a good run as a face and a heel, uh, for a while. So nice. Um, also speaking of AJ, AJ may not compete at Mania. He's actually injured. Fuck. Um, he's in a couple house shows as we speak. I believe. Um, he's doing a house show. He's got one today and one tomorrow. And Triple H kind of said that these are kind of a test to see. How he does, and mm-hmm. then they'll evaluate him to the medical teams. Obviously, is he on the card already? Yeah, because AJ versus Shinsuke, because Shinsuke won oh, the rumble, right, 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 and AJ's right. the um, champ. So, so, wow, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to go about doing that if if they have to pull him from the card. I hope they don't. I mean, I, I mean, okay, if they need to, I don't want him to hurt himself. But on the other hand, yes, yeah, but. but but yeah, that's going to be disappointing if he doesn't get to compete because yeah. he's legit injured. So yeah, and I don't think I don't think AJ wants to go out there and not be AJ. 
So no, true. Yeah, he 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 can't just go stomp a mud hole for a whole match. Like that's just not how he wrestles. So yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay. Um, also, what are you doing two weeks from now? I uh, watching Mania. I think here, right? Yeah, I assume so. Except no uh, substitutes. Like, <laughs> like it, it. It. I legit put this into my real calendar that Mania was on that particular day. <laughs> so like, I I went and googled it, and I was like, well, that's Mania. That's where that is. So yeah, I assume that I'm watching it here. Like, we're not gonna we're not gonna get like a last minute. Oh, the wife wants me to do this, right? I I I've already started coaching her for it. Like, hey, uh, by the way, babe, Mania is coming up. Uh, it's gonna be a thing. I don't know if we're gonna do it at my house, Matt's house. It's his his his. Uh, you know, he he's got the the sub to the network, so probably we're gonna do it over there. You know. You know what sucks? What's that? Is like legitimately a week after Mania mm-hmm. is when I'll have the new pellet grill slash smoker. Oh, fuck you. That's what sucks. <laughs> that does suck. <laughs> okay, it's it's fine. We'll make lemons out of lemonade. I can do some surprising shit over just like a flame and a, and a little grill. So Might be what we're stuck with. I'm not even sure how much propane I got left right now because I haven't well, refilled the bottle because I know happens, I'm getting the, the, I'm, n- the I'm new thing. I'm pretty positive since I set my grill on fire about the time that I just refilled it. I, I've got plenty of propane, so we can work that out. So Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to go and join us uh, virtually for Mania, I don't know. We'll figure that out, I guess. Uh, whatever.co uh, slash 110 to follow show notes, and we are at whatever show on twitter and if you haven't deleted your facebook <laughs> yeah hashtag delete facebook we are uh facebook.com slash whatever show yep and you can email us uh if if, if you're like oh, i don't want twitter i don't want facebook uh i'll just use the emails uh questions at whatever.co is it weird that email is the new snail mail it is a little bit, and it feels like it too, because like almost all the email I check most of the time is like junk mail that I don't care about, yeah. and like unsubscribing is like uh, not enough. Like there are certain like Comcast, I can't even unsubscribe from Comcast. I click the button, and their fucking website is broken. And fucking Comcast, don't tell me you don't know your website's broken. You you know people tweet you that shit like three hundred times a day. You know your fucking website's broken. I can run Inspector. I can see that you're using Angular and you fucking malform the query. Just fucking fix it. But you're I, not fixing it because you don't want me to unsubscribe. I think so my I'm, favorite you're just ones, in my spam folder now. My favorite ones are the ones that are just like click to unsubscribe, and then like you click it, and it's like, oh, six to eight weeks. It could yeah. take six to eight weeks. I'm like, fuck you, it can. Yeah, like, this is this is a tiny little script that just takes my name out of your database. Yeah, addition of email is added by an instantaneous I'll, bot, but unsubscribing needs. Uh, I'll write uh, you an if and command right now. Yeah, like no, unsubscribing, you actually have to consult the gnome king, and uh, he has to issue a command to his uh, followers, who then delivers the message to the unicorn kingdom, and they actually manage to fart on a cloud in such a manner that it causes your email to unsubscribe from. So it takes a while. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was probably the most technically sound description of how the unsubscribe process works that I've ever heard. It it definitely is. Uh, it, it's like that's uh, you know, look, I didn't I didn't go to a computer engineer school, but if I did, uh, I would know that that was just as true as what I just said. So I went for like a term and a half. It counts. Uh, all right, that's the show for this week. We will see you later. Later. <laughs>